And I'm Martin. And we're Blurs Are Us. All right, all right, all right. Um, pretty much every single pop culture and podcast is doing this over this weekend. Uh, some people have dropped already. Uh, we're dropping ours hopefully later on this evening, depending on how long it takes for me to edit this. Um, welcome to another week's episode of Blurs Are Us. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, calm. All good, man. Yeah. All right, so yeah. for anyone that might be joining us for the first time, we, Blurs or Us, we um, generally do movie reviews um, of blockbusters that normally hit the cinema. But again, as we are all still in a pandemic over here in the UK, um, we're generally doing stuff that's been dropped on streaming services, including Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, etc., etc., um thank you for joining us um obviously if you like the show uh please leave a like and a review on apple Podcasts. it helps um our visibility so that when people search for black nerds and um no uh blurds with a giving their op- opinion on certain things um ours will be one of the names that gets pushed straight to the top um but yeah so normally we just give you guys a little rundown what we've been up to what we've been watching uh then we'll break down with some news maybe a question of the day um and then we'll get into our main events because as far as I'm aware, there's no trailers that dropped this week. Um, news is a little bit light this week. Uh, just, you know, been watching a lot more stuff rather than paying attention to what's been going on uh, too tough in the pop culture and world. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, should be should be a fun episode because um, the conversation on Snyder Cut, on the Snyder Cut is going to be uh, very <laughs> interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, without further ado, uh, I'm going to let T go first. T, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Oh, um, well, again, nothing much, to be honest. Most of the stuff I've been up to, we're going to talk about in our main event. Um, I obviously got the seven-day Now TV free trial, Mm -hmm. uh, because that was the only way to get this Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I watched a couple other things on there as well. Um, I, In reference to one of the things we're going to review later as well, Mm -hmm. um, that fan-made Batman um, short movie mm-hmm. and there was an actor in that that I was surprised to see mm-hmm. um, Michael Madsen mm-hmm. who has done like a lot of like big Hollywood movies do you know yeah. what I mean uh, and my favourite role of his is um, a film called Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. so I watched that um, I'm going to 
hold back on how much I say about it because yeah. Nana Yo said you were going to watch it yeah. next week. Yeah, I didn't get around um, to watching it this week um, purely because um, I thought it was going to be available on Amazon Prime, so I was just going to stick it on on the TV. Um, yeah, but you, have to you might recognise just for general pop culture references, mm-hmm. but he is the guy that is torturing the other guy in the chair and then like is dancing around to the music while he does it. Okay. And then cuts off the guy's ear and then's like talking to him through the ear. So <laughs> I don't know if you've referenced that, like Simpsons has parodied it. Mm. A lot of things have parodied it. So it's it's quite um it's a classic scene. Uh but no, that film is Quentin Tarantino's first movie. Um his first direct uh, directorial debut. Um and to me it's probably one of his best. Uh, the cast is amazing. The story is simple, but really good. Executed very well. And um, yeah, I want to see, I definitely want to see your opinions on it, Nana, because mm. again, as we say often, like both of us, like pride ourselves on seeing what's coming. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those kind of movies. So I'd like to see, I don't want you to know anything about it before you go in. Yeah, I just want to see what you what you managed to, to get from it. Yeah. Calm. Yeah. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Like I said, I, I, it, it's one of those ones where like, I've heard a lot about it. Um, I've just never gotten around to watching it. Um, so yeah, it will be a nice little throwback. Um, I don't know how busy we are next week in terms of what's coming up next, but hopefully there will be enough time. Uh, one of the other things that you did want to review this week, but I've held off on is because um, I want to, I've, it's been on site that I've been wanting to watch. Um, that's the Train to Busan movie and um, the sequel. Um, so again, um, hopefully next week I'll be able to watch these older movies or yeah, relatively older movies and uh, we can give those um, the blurs or us treatment. Um, just from looking at the notes for next week, I think we've got Godzilla vs. King Kong and the Brooklyn Nine Season 7, which that's, that's more just of a casual watch rather than something epic to watch. Um, I'm hoping with Godzilla... That whole Godzilla... The whole Godzilla Kong thing, though, is confusing about the release date. So I'm not sure if it does come out on the date that I put on there. Because okay. I've seen I've seen the 25th, which is like the Singapore release date. 26 mm. might be the UK cinema release date, but I don't think cinemas are even open still. Mm. And I think 31st is when it's getting the online release in the US. All right. So, yeah. So, so for one, one quickly looking up on... Um, the internet uh will be available to watch online from april 1st in the uk and we'll release in cinemas on and on hbo max on march 31st in the us so that probably means that we'll push that for the following week then um mm-hmm. as next sunday is the 28th so yeah chances are probably be the following week um which is which is more than fine um obviously again that kind of allow gives me uh, more time to watch some of the other stuff again i don't know what norm before netflix used to drop their new stuff on a friday um in recent yeah. times it seems like they've been dropping on a thursday so again i'll update once i know what's dropped on thursday there is another like yin yang uh movie on netflix um obviously i think it's following similar characters but a different story so i will be adding that on there for those to check for those that watch the first one to kind of check out and give a quick review on that um but yeah um, anything else t uh no that's pretty much it i've watched other stuff but i, I see you're going to bring it up in your week so i'll wait for you okay all right cool um martin let's go all right then so i've been watching tiger and bunny um have you finished it episode Saying, how, 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 oh, I thought you'd finished it. Go on, sorry, go on. 
No, I've finished that. I'm only on episode eight. Um, there's like twenty, only like twenty four episodes or twenty six episodes yes. or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I watched the first few so I can get a feel of it. Mm. Um, I like it. I like it. I like the whole superhero concept, and um, as in, it's the, the way you described it is actually pretty accurate. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit like uh, One Punch Man's. Um, um, sort of hero association. Yeah, My Hero Academia. Uh, My Hero Academia and, and then The Boys. Yeah. Because it's, not, it, they're making money off of, off of uh, or rating um, heroes off yeah. of their performance. Yeah, and it's, it yeah. obviously it's not X-rated as The Boys. Um, so when I talked about it last week, I'd probably only watch maybe like four episodes. Um, mm. As uh, after the recording, I went and back and binged it. It gets so much more better. Like mm. it's kind of... I'm assuming that when it dropped, they dropped to season one and season two because after 12 episodes, you get like a, a, you like finish that saga and you get a little bit of a flash forward and it gets to the next saga. Um, mm-hmm. I really like how the story develops and how it all ties it together. It's funny. It's entertaining. Uh, I would give it a solid free piece. Like it's just a, a, a quite cool anime to watch. And also as well, um, another reason why I give it a free piece. Um, so I've been play, playing Bravely Default 2 a lot and it's very hard to play that game and um, watch anime subtitles. So after mm-hmm. I've gone kind of like a gist of how the characters sound in Japanese, I switched to um, dub and I was actually pleasantly surprised that the dub was at, like, it sounded really good. Like it didn't sound as, you know, you know, when you watch like Naruto and dub, it's like super screechy voices and like, there's, there's I think I think you mean Dragon Ball Z with Freezer. <laughs> yeah, but you know, with Dragon Ball Z, it's one of those weird ones. Like I've always watched that in English, in it. So um, mm. I do remember at one point when they were dropping Super, I did watch the um, watch Dragon Ball Super in sub, and it was a little bit awkward at first because obviously I've grown up knowing Goku and the characters in a certain voice. Um, but mm. you, you obviously you get used to it. Um, but yeah, the dub on this one's actually pretty well done, and I didn't actually mind it. I like. Like sometimes when I switch things to dub after about 10 minutes, I'm like, nah, I can't do it. I need to just drop whatever I'm doing, switch it back to subs and pay full attention to what I'm doing. But with this mm-hmm. one, it was like, yeah, do you know what? Um, switching to dubs and I completely uh, continue playing my game, uh, which I'll talk about later on. Um, yeah. So what, what would you rate it so far? Right now, I think I'll give it a three piece because nice. the first few episodes were them sort of not only establishing the world but also establishing the characters mm. um and so as of episode eight it starts to get a bit more serious where there's an organization behind one of the characters fathers or parents um dying so it's going a bit more serious and you can now see the motives of certain characters so it's it's going somewhere which i like mm. um so that's why i'm giving it a free um three piece um I also be watching random episodes of the Magic School Bus. Nice. Um, just you know, just nostalgia. Um, and with that nostalgia, they're watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, now on episode thirty of season one, nice. so halfway there. Um, and in terms of the new anime that have come out, <clears throat> um, Jujutsu Kaisen episode twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun episode. Um, Kumodesuka Nanika, which is Summer Spider So What, episode 11, friggin' going in. Um, last episode, so episode 10, mm. they were fighting, the humans were fighting, uh, as a Terra Tech, that was it, as a Terra Tech or something like that. Yeah. Um, have they call spiders in that universe, right? Yeah, but it wasn't, and, it wasn't a Terra Tech, it was the Envo, whatever it was, it was, um, her latest evolution. 
Yeah, yeah, and I didn't realize that they were fighting her. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice touch. I like that. Yeah, because they're doing. I was like, no, that's only she has to fight against this this spider. And then it turned out it was her. I was like, I, I was just shocked. I was, I mean, I was like, okay, shock is the right word to use. I was just surprised mm. that um, they fought against her because I I always had it in my mind that when they fight against her, eventually they will notice that she is different from the others so she can speak and everything like that whereas in this case when she was fighting the humans in episode 10 the, she didn't really speak or anything like that. they saw her as how they'd see any other monster um yeah monster so yeah. that was interesting but also as um, well, you, like it was mm-hmm. it was a different party in it it was a party from that realm originally so yeah we're yeah. one that had been reincarnated so it was interesting to see what happens when she goes up against someone that's been reincarnated and mm. how they address that um i am liking the addition of the extra spiders and stuff um that's make that's made me laugh um mm. with each spider controlling a different ability um so to speak that's um, pretty cool i did like the fact that the so what i'm really enjoying about this and i put it in the group is that i like the fact that there's in a sense they're they're doing the story arc in a way that potential well potentially anyway that is going to be mm-hmm. two main characters and I really like the element of it. Like, I like it when isekais don't just solely focus on one main character and uh, other characters just like side characters or even like just, you know, like Z-list characters that have no um, part of the actual story. Um, the fact yeah. that they're shaping that other kid to be like the hero um, is 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 really cool. And then obviously mm-hmm. we're, we're getting more introductions to the villains as well now. So um, yeah, this anime, um, initially I wasn't sold, but as it's been going on, um, I'm really enjoying it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to continue watching it. Yeah, me looking at the manga of it, well, not the manga, but I was looking at the um, uh, wiki of it to sort of get to know more characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me that she, oh, okay, I, so I won't spoil it, but the story actually is a lot it, it goes in that's all i'll say it goes in and i can't wait to see um see that happen with us i might even just pick up the manga just to get ahead of the action and stuff like that but it's definitely piqued my interest um re zero season two episode 11 um up to date now on that um and again it's another good episode um dr stone episode 10 i watched nice um um again another good episode um um, redo healer, Kafuku Jutsushi no Yoshi, Yoshi. So then, um, it was, it was a decent uh, episode. Um, I think for me, nothing's. I think again, it's still sort of um, story building in this case. Um, but it's nice to see just how the two, how the three are doing. Mm. Um, Skate Infinite. Episode 10, watched that when yesterday or this morning, last night this morning. Um, um, not much to say about this episode. Uh, again, it's still building on from previous episodes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Snowpiercer season two, episode eight. Um, another banging episode. Um, and yeah, but watch your random episodes of the Chappelle show. I say random, I've just watched it. Um, I was listening to Netflix or uh, show me uh, all the episodes. And with that one, I'm now in season two, episode two, I think. Um, Chappelle's show is still bangs. I mean, it banged then, it bangs now, and it's so relevant, just the stuff it has in it. Mm. Um, you can tell that nothing's changed much since um, 
it was first aired. So uh, I think that's what makes it so much more interesting. And yeah, that's pretty much been my week. Calm, calm, calm. All right, so um, I my week uh, be the beginning. Uh, season two dropped on Thursday. Um, I did a rewatch of season one, which I'm quite happy I, I did because there was I like I know I watched season one, but rewatched. I was just like a lot of this didn't trigger my memory. Um, I'm halfway through season season two. Season two is a lot shorter. It's only six episodes. Um, season one was twelve. Um, I'll give both season one and season two so far um, a free piece. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. it. I'm looking forward to seeing it finish. Um, like as we t- we talked about Tiger Bunny already. Um, I again, I'm just gonna say it's on Netflix. Ninety percent of you probably have a Netflix account. If you want a fun, light hearted anime um, that you can watch with the kids, you can watch by yourself, check it out. Um, I finally remembered to watch Solar Opposites. Um, I think I had like three or four episodes that I missed and I watched that and binged it. Um, it's still so, so man. Like some episodes are like a half chicken, some are like a quarter chicken. Like it's not really capturing the Rick and Morty magic for me so far. Um, it's not quite as good, is it? Nah, it's not. Um, I'm gonna keep watching it. Uh, I don't know how many episodes are in the season, but like I said, um, each week on Disney Plus it drops, so I'm just gonna watch it there, here, and there. Maybe I would enjoy it more if it like they dropped the whole thing, because like with Rick and Morty, um, I probably I feel like I jumped onto Rick and Morty a little bit late. So like the first couple of seasons, I don't know whether they dropped it week to week or they just dropped the whole thing. But like I just remember binging it and really enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yes, you know that's so with Rick and Morty in America it was released week week to week, but we didn't get it till like several months later. And when whenever we got it, they just dropped all the episodes. So um yeah, um Netflix has spoiled me and I'm really into this binge culture. So um that obviously puts a little bit against it. Um so obviously like I said um earlier in in the episode, this is gonna be a Snyder Cut um breakdown in a sense. Um so I had never watched Man of Steel. Uh, I want to say Man of Steel came out like what 2011, maybe. Um, I think the previous Superman movie didn't really excite me or do anything for me. So when Man of Steel came out, I wasn't really rushing to the cinema to go see it. Um, anytime I tried to watch it on TV, like, on TV or whatever, like I fell asleep. Like there was a long, like for the longest period of time, I don't think I'd even watch further than the. Um, them leaving Krypton um, and that was like, like 20 minutes in so um, yeah. this time I was like you know what let me watch this movie let me like make sure I- I'm like free um, I've got no distractions I'll stick it on the TV um, and i watch it um, I'll give it a half chicken it was alright like I could see why people dislike the movie but it wasn't as bad as people uh, I've heard people make it out to be Um the more I watch this and obviously again with Batman vs Superman which we'll go into next um, I actually really like Henry Cavill as Superman now and I don't mm. know whether that's because it's him as Superman or whether because I've seen him in other things I've grown to really like him as a person and as a character like I loved him in uh, Mission Impossible 7 or whatever one it, which, whichever one it was um, I really yeah, enjoyed him the, when he when he reloaded his arm yes when he did the machine gun I was like yo that's my that's my G right I was like yeah do it I was like break him break him like yeah do you know what I mean so and then obviously um, The Witcher like I really enjoyed his character and that and obviously his um, 
like social media persona just seems like a really stand up dude like you know he's a proper nerd as well yeah like he 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 built his own pc it was funny that like he got injured just before um, cyberpunk 2020 came out and everyone was speculating that he just got hurt so he could go play that game and like (laughs) even when like dc were kind of doing him dirty about not being superman he was like you know did that little video where it was like oh holding an action figure and being like well i'm still superman like don't forget about me like i think he's he's embraced what is to be superman Um, unfortunately i feel like dc and whoever's um been directing him have kind of hoed him out and like you know told him to tone certain things down which is not i think so in what we want of the character which is a bit of a shame um say that again um i said like i feel like the direction that he's been given in terms of like yeah superman is you know not what we as fans have wanted and that's kind of left a bit of a, 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 a a smudge on his performance as Superman and See, I think that's with a lot of the DC characters which we'll go into it a little yeah. further um, Gonti you going to say something? Sorry to jump in but you know I, 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 I rewatched Man of Steel as well what, what I actually did obviously Justice League Snyder Cut came out on Thursday morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was working Thursday night mm-hmm. 6.30 in the evening till 6.30 in the morning so I spent that shift I hope no one's listening <laughs> but I spent that shift watching Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition and then Justice League side of the cut. So I literally spent over 10 hours in the DC universe. Yeah. All in a row. No breaks in between. I think my brain melted because what I'm about to say in this episode, if I listened to myself say these things a week ago, I would have slapped myself. Mm. But I'm about to You'll see throughout this episode, but boy, I, I did not see this coming. Yeah. But um, I rewatched Man of Steel as well. Mm-hmm. I I think he, like you say, he's cast. I think he's almost perfectly cast. He mm. looks the part. Oh yeah. He's got that sincerity. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like Chris Evans as Captain America. Mm-hmm. He has it, but like you said, he just hasn't been allowed to use it as much. I think in Man of Steel, he got to do it more though, because mm-hmm. I think um, rewatching it. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I remember enjoying Man of Steel. I never thought it was bad. I always liked Man of Steel. I never understood the hate it got. Mm-hmm. But I rewatching it, I think it's even, I enjoyed it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it a, a free piece. Yeah, that's a, that's, um, that's a respectful grade. Yeah, uh, Man of Steel, I give it a free piece as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I give it a free piece. I think the cast is amazing. You've got Russell Crowe as Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, um, the actress playing Superman's mom, Lara, um, was in Daredevil. She was Vanessa Fisk, Wilson Fisk's wife. Mm-hmm. Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent, who did a, I think did great. Like that scene when um, when Clark Kent's younger and he's like, "Oh, what should I just let them die?" And he's like, "Oh, maybe." Like the acting <laughs> yeah. was on point when he was like, "Can I just pretend I'm keep pretending I'm your son?" And he's like, "You are my son." Like yeah. the acting <laughs> was really well done. Mm-hmm. Diane Lane as Martha Kent great actress Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White like was sick like obviously a bit of race swapping there but mm. you know power to it um Amy Adams was probably the weakest casting in the whole thing but even she was good enough like I think she's a decent Lois Lane I, mm. I just, there's certain things in the movie like the first half of it I thought was really well paced yeah I didn't even realize half the movie had gone by by the time we got to them boarding the the Kryptonian ship I don't know why Lois Lane got asked to come on as well. It, that was a baffling move. That was I think very she stupid. Was, 
she was only there for this to move the story along so mm -hmm. she could put that kryptonian usb into the thing and get jor-el on the ship yeah but i think an easy way around that is just just have superman have that usb on him have that scientist the kryptonian scientist take it from him thinking the codex the codex are on there mm. put it in and then he in a like unknowingly releases Jor-El onto the ship. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't really need Lois Lane on there. Yeah. And um, even and even then, if he knew, like, if Superman had a feeling that something bad was going to go wrong, why have that on you anyway? That should have been yeah. hidden somewhere that you could get to later. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, if he had hid it, um, it would have been, you know, problematic because he wouldn't have been able to escape. But, yeah. like, it was, it, I it was stupid. Yeah. I did like the scene, though, when he was leading Lois through the ship and he just kept, like, appearing round the corner in the corridor like that was quite a cool effect um i think uh who else we have we even had i forgot this guy was even in it christopher maloney mm -hmm. now he's not that well known an actor but he played the colonel colonel hardy um i know him from most recently from the tv show happy which was a sick show i think i mentioned oh happy is yeah i like that it's sick isn't it you seen it it, is, it really is season two though i need to watch that they're both good um, but yeah, he even he, that colonel, had a complete arc. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? With his like kind of face off against Feyora mm -hmm. when when she was like, Oh, um, a good death is a reward in itself or something like that. Yeah. And then later on he gets to say the line back to her when he like crashes the ship or whatever. So I thought that was good. Mm -hmm. Um Michael Shannon as General Zod. Now, I think this guy is a very underrated villain. Mm -hmm. I mm. genuinely think this guy is a is a great villain. Um He's well acted. I like that he shows remorse for killing Jor-El mm -hmm. when he's talking to Superman. He's like, oh, I, I'm, I've been haunted by it every day ever since. Do you know what I mean? Like he didn't, he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to kill him, but he felt like he had to. Um, he knows he's being violent and he's being cruel. He even says something along the lines of, all my actions, no matter how violent and cruel, are for the good of my people. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. thinks he's doing what's right for his people. Mm -hmm. Um, in many ways, now I'm about to give him some high praise here, but in many ways, I thought he was quite similar to Thanos mm -hmm. in that obviously he has a similar backstory. His planet got destroyed. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Um, so in, in many ways, I felt like he was quite similar to Thanos. And again, I don't, I, I think my brain slightly melted after that 10 hours of being <laughs> in this universe, mm. but I would compare General Zod as a combination of Thanos and Killmonger because he's got the similar backstory to Thanos and he's got a similar like he, he's a victim of his of his upbringing and his circumstances like Killmonger he he he's duty bound by what he was born for do you know what I mean mm -hmm. he didn't choose this this was given to him all he knows is being a soldier and violence as the answer mm -hmm. even to the point where at the end of the film which usually I would think um would reduce the tension, but Zod's already lost at the end of the film. Yeah. The planet destroyer is destroyed. Um, he's lost. He's the last Kryptonian villain on the planet. Mm. And that's when the final battle happens. And like I said, usually that would like reduce the tension, but it kind of raised it in that he's lost everything. He even says to Superman, you've taken it from me. Like I don't have anything now. So I'm just going to fuck this planet up. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill everyone. And, and, I enjoy doing it and it's just pure anger and spite. Um so I I, really I think like he also that. did I think he also did that to um to basically say that I know what I've done is wrong is bad. <clears throat> um I thought he used that as a way to sort of 
and and all the suffering he was going through as well. Not just suffering, but also him as a person because he knew that. But I think he knew that because he was programmed to you know be a soldier and always be out fighting. He couldn't betray his sort of programmer in inverted commas. Mm. So he forced Superman to kill him, basically, which I thought was true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's that's what I got from it as well. That's like um like a suicide by police kind of thing, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bruh, we're a bit dark right the, now. The, so. the, the only thing that I I really especially didn't like here was some of the exposition that they've added to this Man of Steel. So I am not the yeah. biggest DC person, um, but. Again, there was two things that I, I, I really had problems with. Um, the first was um, Jonathan Kent dying from the tornado. Um, that that really irked me. Um, that was whack. Because... That was dumb, yeah. I, I originally agree with you. I thought that was dumb. But again, maybe my brain's melted. But I, I watching it this time around, I got what the what they wanted to do behind it. Yeah, no, I, I get what they wanted to do behind it. But I felt yeah. like it would have been more impactful. Let's say, for example he had made Clark Kent take the dog in and went back for the little girl. Like, yeah. do you like, obviously, yes, I understand some people like are proper like dogs are my family, but like, you know, for the general audience, it would have been more impactful. Like he went back to save the little girl and like something like that happened. And you know, the little girl, he managed to like lift whatever, let the little girl run to the shower. And as he's trying to get out, that's when he gets fucked up. But, <coughs> sorry. Yeah. but to do it for the dog and then just like, you know, not let Superman say it. I was just a bit like, uh. and another thing that was, again, like we had this conversation in the chat, but like when they gave the explanation that the reason why Superman was going to be so much more powerful was the fact that him being on the planet from a little child and absorbing the cells over um, the solar energy from a period over a period of time is what gave him his abilities. Um, then when General Zod and them guys showed up, they instantly like had absorbed enough to be basically on the same, almost on the same level power levels as Superman. Um, I didn't particularly like that. I feel like the explanation should have just been, you know, he just gets power from the sun, not this whole it, mm. it, it imbues his cells with the radiant. Like it, it, it was too much. And then when it came back, comes back to it later on, it doesn't make sense in it. Do you know what I mean? It like it, it conflicts it a little bit and. I didn't appreciate that. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that one because so the way I took it to try and make a sense of what happened was that because Zod and the rest of the Kryptonians that came to Earth are programmed for war, they will be better at sort of finding very quickly their abilities and using those abilities regardless of their power level. So even if their power level will say 50% of, uh, yeah, of that, Superman. That's, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that, but the fact that you're saying mm. that it's the imbued of their cells. So that like, that's like saying, yeah, um, let's take tanning. If someone's been tanned over a long period of time, they're going to get that nice golden crisp tan but if you put mm -hmm. someone straight in the sun just for a day like they're not gonna get that same kind of tan level and i, I don't know if yeah, i'm using yeah. the right also comparison to you also but. also what might add to it though as well is remember um uh, superman was the first natural birth mm -hmm. so yeah. he wasn't specifically bred for anything mm. whereas um zod was born in the birthing pod so we don't know what his physiology is like yeah, yeah. he might have an enhanced way of absorbing the sunlight. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, like that's, his cells that's... might be different in a way. Yeah, yeah but enough. these are that things that they sense. could have explained. These are things yeah, that they yeah, could have they explained explain rather than... Yeah, so... Yeah. Which, which, is, which, is, which, is, 
yeah, it's rubbish because that means that we're left to speculate. And to be honest, I no, no, I do, I do agree with what you mean by the fact that if the explanation was that Superman is stronger because he's been absorbing um, sunlight, um, solar, 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 solar uh, energy for all these years, mm. then yeah, there's no way Zod and the other Kryptonians should have been on that power level. Yeah, like um, literally, they were on yeah, Earth for like they were, they were on Earth like it does make sense. Five minutes. Go on, then, Michael. It, it, it does make sense that they, they're able to think about it. They're soldiers already in it. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, they really got the fight. They really got the fight. In. Yeah. So now to master the, master the powers, it's going to be easy for them to master how I'm, to again, maneuver around with I, the powers. I, so I, they're I, using the, they're using their military background. I'm yeah. not, I'm but not, then I'm not put, disagreeing and, on that. I'm not disagreeing on that. That's, that's not my disagreement on it. Um, it's the ability to fact that they instantly obtain that power. So again, if Superman's obtained yeah, the power from constantly absorbing the sun but over, that's, that's the over thing. No, but Superman, but no, 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 no. But Superman also automatically had these powers when he was a kid. They just developed over time. Also, he like General Zod's know, an adult. Also, he didn't know where to push his powers to. Like he only started pushing his powers once he saw Jor-El, and Jor-El mm-hmm. said, "Like the only way to see your limits is to keep pushing." Yeah. Whereas. Yeah, Zod yeah, yeah. saw what Superman can do and was so like, okay, so I can do that then. Yeah, oh, I, and again, I get that, but like I said, the the thing that Jor-El said before Superman left the, um, he ejected Superman from that planet was, um, oh, I should have rewatched and written down exactly what he said, but he's basically said that like his his cells will absorb the sunlight, and again, it's just one of those ones that he like, even if it wasn't that his powers developed or later, he still be constantly absorbing the sunlight, whereas <laughs> yeah. not just turned up and literally. Five minutes, let five minutes of exposure to the sunlight, they were good to go. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's where I'm just like, mm, your explanation well, is a little bit off. Yeah. Well, um, I could I could say one last thing. thing I'll let you finish. Go, 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 Michael. I could I could say one thing about it. Yeah, it's DC. They never make anything. It, <laughs> well, so, we'll, we'll, we'll continue right. with that. All right. So, uh, um, so before so before we go, I was going to say my last my last comment on it was was just the fact that um, Superman also holds back because he's been living on the planet, realizes how fragile everyone is. Mm. You can also chalk up to that to him holding back as he's fighting these people because he doesn't know if he himself can you know kill Kryptonian in one punch, let alone. Um, Sorry, he he knows the level of destruction he can cause, let alone, you know, how hard does he have to fight against a Kryptonian in order to sort of incapacitate them. Mm. Um, so there was that bit as well, which could also um, attribute to a power scaling thing. But that's the last, that's, that's the last thing for me. All right, cool. Uh, the next one is uh, BVS, the Ultimate Edition. Um, now, I remember leaving BVS pissed because of the Marvel <laughs> situation. And oh. fortunately enough, yeah, we, we 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 weren't a podcast then, so I couldn't go back to listen to my views or my rating to see what I gave it. Um, one thing I will say, and this will also bleed a little bit over to Stardecott, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, mm. The Ultimate Edition made the move, made certain elements of the movie make more sense. I yeah. wouldn't say it made it a better movie overall. Uh, I would also give Man um, BVS a uh, a half chicken. Um, we got a lot more action sequences in this than we did in the original film. I remember um, we got a little bit more exposition, which made certain things make a little bit more sense. Um, and 
Yeah, and I feel like in this as well, yeah, Ben Affleck showed more of his um like detective skills than that that, that was previously shown. And mm. um I think I don't know, because again I can't remember what my thoughts are, but like I don't know if I was in the camp of oh Ben Affleck is trash as Batman or whether I was just like meh. Do you know what I mean? Because I do remember enjoying that end scene a lot. And I think even in the extended edition, it felt like there was there was more to it. Um, um also as well, I think DC, in my opinion, have generally done a very good job at casting the actors for their roles. Yeah. yeah. However, the direction that they've been given the actors is what's yeah. been a problem. So yeah. Lex Luthor, um, I can't remember the name of the actor that plays him. If he Jesse had been, Eisenberg. Jesse Eisberg, thank you very much. If he had been shaved ball from the beginning and slowed down his dialogue... I think he would have been a better actually. Okay, maybe not slowed down his dialogue, but the way he um spoke was a little bit different. It would have been a better um Lex Luthor because um, as he pointed out in the chat, he's more Riddler in this than he is Lex Luthor, and that's a bit mm. of a problem when you know f- us as fans have a a vision of what Lex Luthor should sound and look like. And when do you know? Do you know what's a real problem? Mm, go on. In a world yeah where Alan from Two and a Half Men has played Lex Luthor. Mm. Jesse Eisenberg is still the worst cast Lex Luthor. Like, how does that make sense? <laughs> I haven't seen um, Alan as Lex Luthor, you know, but I, he's I, heard, decent. I, heard, he's I heard a lot of people gave him, no, not Smallville, Alan from Two and a Half Men. That wasn't yeah, Smallville. Yeah, I suppose he's, 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 um, I think he's a very good actor, but the, and I don't mind if they let him continue to be gangster Joker. But the way he spoke and some of the direction given is what makes it go, come overall bad. Um, now again, maybe because I've now watched Man of Steel, and also because uh, <laughs> T informed me that they never meant to make a DC extended universe. It was only meant to be a brief Batman Easter egg in Man of Steel. Um, mm. I can maybe appreciate this movie a little bit more. Again, it does better explain certain things and give a little bit more. What's the word? Is it exposition? Yeah. Gives more exposition to certain things, so it does make it a slightly better movie. I still think it's dumb how. Um, and again, this is what he said in the chat. It was like, um, they didn't know what to do with Jimmy Olsen, so they decided to kill him. Well, if you don't know what to do with a character, just don't have him in it. like you create problems there um but again i enjoyed i remember watching it again i enjoyed it more than i remember enjoying it the first time i watched this uh, in the cinema um maybe it's because i knew the martha bit was coming um i did like how it was more expanded on why lex did what he did and how that came together like before, I think in the first one, he just basically had Martha kidnapped. But in this one, you like saw him get, you saw how he kidnapped her. You saw how he friends mm. Superman with it. You saw um, how he got to the plan of like creating Doomsday, etc., etc. Even even though that shouldn't have been included in this movie. Um, I think if they had cut out the Doomsday stuff and just focused on Lex pitting them two against each other, um, it would have made a better movie. Um, yeah. Overall, with the DCEU, even though it's not a real thing, is what the fans call it. Um, they rushed everything. Um, I was chatting in one of my um, like 
pop culture groups and I was like, it's the equivalent of Marvel dropping Iron Man 1, then doing Civil War, then doing Endgame or Infinity yeah. War. Like, that is what's happened. And without all the m- movies in between, if they had pumped their brakes and invested in playing the long game, I think we'd have we all appreciate what DC have tried to do even more. Um, is Agreed. There- Agreed. Is there anything anyone wants to say about BVS before we start moving on? Um, yeah, let me just get in there quickly. Um, I'm the same. When I first watched it in cinema, I don't know if we watched it together. I feel like we did. I think we did. Yeah. I think I gave. I remember, like, I think... remember us both hating it and just destroying it when we came out. Mm. But again, watching again, a this is the ultimate version. So, mm. like you said, it's extended. It's got more exposition, more um, scenes. So, I but I'd seen the ultimate edition before and still thought, well, it's slightly better but it's still a shit movie mm-hmm. but again i don't know if i was just on a dceu high that night mm. but i enjoyed this movie like i i don't know what's happened bruv like i enjoyed it like i i, I, I live in a world now where the dceu zack snyder's dc movies in my head aren't that bad and i mm. don't know what's happened but I, I enjoyed it like um i would give this Probably a, oh, probably a half chicken as well. But I'm I, I was flirting <clears throat> with the idea of giving it a free piece because, yeah. it's, especially the old edition, I, I still I would never go back to the theatrical cut. That mm. is still trash. It makes no sense. But yeah. this version, um, like you said, it, it's fleshed out. Like um, Lex Luthor's plan, you you see how he like systemically pits the two like Batman and Superman against each other mm-hmm. slowly, like. And it, it makes more sense. Maybe knowing where it leads to as well and rewatching it, yeah. you see it f- falling into place for him. And it, it made more sense. Like Lex Luthor is, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is a bad Lex Luthor. I, I can't deny that. But there are moments where he seemed very sinister. Yeah. And I think the 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 switching between this, oh, ha, ha, that type of waste man mm. to this sinister Lex Luthor kind of made it more effective in a way it was it was, and they tried to explain it away by saying he's the son of lex luther he's lex luther jr mm. or whatever but again like that that that's just they just wrote that in to justify his his choices as an actor yeah um I, the things that bothered me about this movie didn't bother me as much this time mm. like the opening scene having it start with a flashback within a flashback within a dream sequence within a flashback mm. the first time i watched it, i was like th- just start the film, like just start the film. But this time it was like it. it I enjoyed it. I mean, having mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne was sick. He needs to be the Flashpoint Batman. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he needs to. And the actress um, Lauren Cohen, who played Martha Wayne from The Walking Dead, she plays Maggie. Mm-hmm. She needs to be the Flashpoint Joker. Mm-hmm. Like if you see her smile, she looks like she could be the Joker. Yeah. Um, I like the way it. Obviously. I like this originally as well, but the, the way it opens with the climax of Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's perspective, mm-hmm. I thought that whole thing was good. Mm-hmm. The warehouse scene, obviously, was one of the best Batman scenes ever put to film, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Ultimate Edition. Um, as it's there's, there's like blood splatters, and mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like a, a it's like I'm playing Arkham Asylum, yeah. but watching it. Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was sick. Um, like you said, I've, there's more emphasis on Batman's detective skills, but also there's more emphasis on the fact that Batman has recently become more ruthless. Yeah. Because 
um, Alfred, Je Jeremy Irons. Again, this cast was amazing. You've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Lauren Cohen, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Ben Affleck was a good Batman. I think he's a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne. Mm. Um, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. It's good casting, but mm. back to Batman, um, they did reference quite often in Ultimate Edition how he's become more ruthless recently. Yeah, You had Alfred say to him, like, rah, you... Um, it, this is how it starts like the fever this is what turns good men cruel and blah 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 and uh, like this feeling of of powerlessness and da, da 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 and then you had that random black guy who when when um um clark kent was doing his uh reporting skills uh which i thought was good as well the detective versus the reporter i thought that was quite an interesting dynamic how they're both doing their investigations but when that black guy was like yeah he he's he's angry and he's on the hunt like mm -hmm. something's happened to him do you know what i mean like they proper emphasized something's wrong with him he's not acting right yeah i still think the branding is a bit dumb though that's going a bit too far yeah but, see i would have yeah. liked the branding if this was a no man's story because in yeah no, in, in no man's land yeah that that batman has to go ruthless that man has to in a sense basically kill like it's mm. like I don't know how it was to play it. Like Gotham's even more broken in that story. Like Gotham's messed up as it is, yeah. <laughs> but in that in that in that arc, yeah, that story of Batman, yeah, it is it is filthy. Like you have to kill. Like there's no putting people in prison. Like you had you you had to just go balls to the wall in it. Mm. I think what you need to do with these DC movies, I had to get over it with with the Marvel movies as well. Is that you need to accept this isn't the comic book universe mm. you know what i mean this isn't a direct translation this is in a way it's like another parallel universe within the multiverse mm. if you look at it that way it's easier to accept these changes do you know yeah. what i mean like like um what was i gonna say um yeah that, that, if you just accept like that obviously in the dc world where batman and and superman have known each other for years a uh, Batman versus Superman story would go very different to this, but mm -hmm. in a world where they've never met and Superman's just turned up and Batman's been around for the longest, mm -hmm. like this is understandable. Like yeah. Superman, Superman didn't necessarily want to fight Batman, but Batman was down to kill Superman. Mm -hmm. Superman got pushed into it by Lex Luthor. Then they ended up facing off. But then again, that Martha scene again is stupid, but I saw it with a different kind of, um, it, understanding it, it made time. more sense in the Ultimate Edition because it was like again I don't remember how it was in um, the first time round, but I don't think he explained it like as well as he did as in sense of if you don't kill Batman I'm gonna kill your mum obviously I feel like it was heavily implied no it was the, it was the same that, was, that bit was the same but mm. I, I'm talking about the the oh both our mum's name is Martha scene mm. that I'm talking about that <laughs> originally it's like oh both your name's mom is martha so you're friends now but yeah. it, th there's more to it than that yeah. and again originally i saw it as oh superman said his name his mom's name is martha so batman is like oh uh okay so you have a mom as well like you're you're you are kind of human and as well you have loved ones and that mm -hmm. and that kind of like got him out of this red haze that he was in mm -hmm. um but Earlier, within that same fight, Batman references Superman having parents, so that couldn't have been a revelation to him. Mm. He said something like, oh, I bet your parents taught you that you meant something. Uh, my parents taught me a different lesson, dying yeah. for no reason in the alley. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So Batman knew he had parents. That mm -hmm. wasn't the revelation. What I think happened in that scene is that it reminded Batman of who he is. Mm. It reminded him of his origins, of his parents dying. 
and that he couldn't save his Martha. His Martha's gone. Yeah. And Superman, even though he's about to die, all he cares about is saving Martha. And mm. Batman realized, raw, am I the villain right now? Like, am I like, do you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm meant to be the hero. I'm not a killer. Yeah. And it kind of brought him back out of this um, um, ruthless phase that he's been going through and brought him back to a more um, traditional Batman that we know. Mm-hmm. Even though in the very next scene, he, he starts killing people again. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I, I kind of took it, that scene, with a bit of a different angle. And, and I appreciate it more. It's still stupid. But I get the execution of a lot in this film wasn't 100%. But I saw what they was going for. And I give it more credit this time round, especially in the ultimate cut. Um, Lex Luthor creating Doomsday is still dumb. Doomsday's backstory from the comics is infinitely better. Um, and also, what was Lex's plan? If Doomsday killed Superman, what's your next step? Now you've just got a raging monster running so through the planet. I like, think, again, based off his understanding from what the ship told him, because his blood um, was used to make Doomsday, he felt that he'd be able to control Doomsday. Um, again, no, but the first thing Doomsday did when he was born was go to punch Lex Luthor. Yeah, obviously that, jump that calculation, that's what I'm saying, that calculation was wrong. But I think okay, before that, yeah, he yeah, felt yeah. that he could control Doomsday because it was made but from his blood. Um, yeah. Again, Doomsday think, shouldn't have I, been in this movie. Yeah, I think Superman showed growth as well in this film from the first one. Whereas in the first one, obviously the climax of Man of Steel was just pure action. And even Superman himself escalated things and caused a lot of destruction himself. Mm-hmm. Like there's even a scene where I think Zod or one of the Kryptonians kicks like a, a truck towards him and he just kind of casually flies over it and just dodges it. And then it explodes a building behind him. And it's like, Superman, you could have just caught that and stopped all this destruction. But in this one, as soon as Doomsday turns up, the first thing Superman does is grab him and fly him into space. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's showing that he's learned from his mistakes of the first uh, movie and he he's going about things in a better way. Um, I still think it's dumb that he died in this. Yeah. It, it, it set up Justice League in a weird way where we now don't have a Superman. Obviously, we know where it goes, but it's like... like not really. The MCU, the MCU had a more justified reason to do something similar with Captain America. He fell into the ice. They could have started Avengers without Captain America and then led to him being found and defrosted and all that. But they don't have time for that. We know we want to just get to Avengers. You know what I mean? So they dealt with that in the end of the first uh, Captain America movie. Whereas in this, we've now killed Superman so that in the next one, we have to deal with bringing him back and we all know he's coming back you're not gonna have a justice league movie without superman yeah. so it kind of like in a similar way to how infinity war was like okay all these superheroes died but their franchises are just starting like you killed doctor strange black panther and spider-man like <laughs> they're obviously coming back do you know what i mean so it was a similar thing there but i think it just led to some time wasted in justice league that wasn't needed mm. until the snyder cut but we'll get to that later okay. um oh, I- Hmm. I I disagree. I disagree. I I find that him dying at the end of Batman versus um Superman makes sense because Doomsday is technically the only one that can actually kill Superman. Technically, oh right, but they just did it wrong. They just did it wrong because they did it wrong. Superman should have. The Doomsday shouldn't have been in that movie. The movie was trash. Even the I I don't. Sorry, I know you don't spoke. How you don't spoke about the extended version or this 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 other version. 
it sounds like that is still amazing. But for me, hmm. most DC films are trash. And quite frankly, this it, it, they've just they they fucked up the whole thing. If they wanted to make a yeah. universe, they messed it up regardless. So like no one's gonna want to watch them. They're gonna have to start all over again. Oh yeah, don't, and the cast that they and the cast that they have is right now. Obviously, Batman, Batman, Superman. What's his name? Who's Batman again? Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is actually a really good one after Christian Bell. It's a different mm. type of Batman. It's a different type of Batman. Yeah, he's an older Batman. Now, but now, now that he has obviously given up the role, mm-hmm. you, you have to now see that if they are going to do a Justice League movie, that it's going to be Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So they basically, as I said, DC screwed up all their stuff. That's all. Well, Batman vs Superman ending was terrible. I was gonna save it for our, our when we start talking about Justice League, but Zack Snyder kind of has done interviews since the release of the Snyder Cut about what Justice League two and three would have been, hmm. and um, Justice League would have been pretty much what we got. Obviously, I think they've added stuff and extended it um, with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, they but have. It would have pretty much been kind of what we got. It would have ended the same way. Mm-hmm. Justice League Two would have been in space. You would have had the Green Lantern Green involved Island. more. Justice League would have gone into space, gone to Apocalypse to take the fight to Darkseid, mm-hmm. uh, and they would have lost. And then Darkseid would have come to Earth while the Justice League were off planet, and he would have fucked shit up, and it would have ended in the nightmare world that we saw in those future scenes. Yeah. Then Justice League 3 would have been them coming back to Earth and the whole movie would have been basically the climax. It would have been them coming back to Earth and trying to defeat Darkseid. I think it may have actually led to that nightmare world. That's where we would have been by Justice League 3. Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder said he was actually planning on Batman dying, on Bruce Wayne being killed by yeah. Superman. That's why we got that glimpse of him holding the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Batman, Ben Affleck would have died as, super, as Batman and it would have been Superman and Lois's son who takes on the mantle of Batman going yeah. forward now I don't know what you lot think about that I think that's a bit silly it's uh, very silly what? His, their son so he, wouldn't have had what? any powers he wouldn't have had powers um, but yeah he would have taken over the mantle of Batman what, what do you lot think about that um, so, so- absolutely absolutely dumb first and foremost because hmm. in the comments i mean for, for me as a fan it would alienate me purely because of the fact that superman's kids well he has he has one son uh i think his name is john um he has powers now yeah. the way he develops his powers is is, is uh, slightly ever so slightly different um and also his abilities that he has with them was also slightly different. But it would, it, it would alienate me, first and foremost. Secondly, Superman doesn't know Batman well enough to even begin training his kid to exactly. be a bad guy or whatever. Like, he hasn't got the mentality for it. The stuff that Batman was able to do, only Batman was able to do because of his past, because of his upbringing, because of, you know, all everything he had to sort of figure out for himself and whatnot. Hmm. I mean, I would have thought like Nightwing or someone would have taken over as the Batman, like it was in the comics. That's why I thought his son, his son, we didn't, we, his son, we, we didn't even Damien. get that. Even oh, Damien Wayne, one at a time, one at a time, 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 Damien, Damien's, Damien's meant to take over. 
Mm. And then Jason, Jason, and then Jason Todd's take over, but obviously Jason Todd gets fucked up, gets fucked up by Joker, and <coughs> everything just leads into shit. They, they so, let's just put it like that. So I, I again, this is just one of those ones. Yeah, I understand Martin's sentiment, but this is one of those ones. Yeah, again, we will never know in it because if they had actually dropped, maybe not Easter eggs, but if they had actually designed a plan for that to lead up to that. I think as fans, um, if we were bought in, we wouldn't be too mad at that because you would have had a long time to have seen their relationship develop, um, mm. especially um, if you're saying that Justice League 2 would have been them in space. So maybe half of the film would have, would have been us seeing them in space and maybe the other half of it or little bits of it would have been seen um, like a Teen Titans together doing stuff on Earth and trying to go up against um, Dark Side Wise on Earth and then from there maybe the only one that survives is uh, a young uh, Jonathan Kent who hasn't got powers but you know still wants to be involved in the team because obviously the legacy of his dad etc um, there, there could have been a way for them to do that again with DC rushing everything you know something like that is something that you have to earn the fans trust mm. do you know what i mean it's got to be something that epic or, or su- such so different to what we expect from the comics you have to have the trust of the fan base to do something and and the storyline has to be so well done for it to work yeah um mm. i think it could have worked if they had invested the time to make that happen and then batman's death as well would it have to have been so well done for us to feel the need for it to happen? Um, again, it, it, it could have been one of those ones like after the events of BVS, again, we don't have the kids there, but it could have been one of those tra- weird trade-offs where it's like they did in Japanese culture where it was like, well, I give you my son as a hostage in a sense for you to like look after so that if I do anything, like it's a deterrent for me to do anything wrong because I know that if I screw up, you're gonna kill my child. Um, it's obviously an olden way of thinking. How they could have done that in a modern day, I don't know. Again, we will never know because I don't think this is gonna be continued. Um, which we'll get onto in a bit. Um, does anyone have anything else to say about BVS? Yeah, I do. So, um, for me, everything was just premature. So. Um, <clears throat> everything uh, to be fair, everything Man of Steel was fine. I enjoyed Man of Steel. Um, the story was was decent. Um, it, it, him being or the movie being an introduction to this you know this new line of DC, the DC Cinematic Universe that was fine, or however you want to call it, that was fine. But with BVS, well, everything was premature because first and foremost, you it, 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 was, it was it's uncharacteristic of Bruce Wayne to be influenced by someone like say Lex Luthor into mm. trying to fight against uh, Superman in the in the first place. Also, yes, he caused a lot of destruction and whatnot, but Batman and Superman for the most part, right? When it comes to their own shit, they deal with it, they deal they they allow each other to deal with their own stuff. Do you know what I mean? There's not this um crossing of the worlds unless they they team up for something. That's where it's always been. So again, it was very, very alien to see that happen. Um then you got into the um well okay we've we've we spoke up enough about you know about the the fight they actually had and whatnot. Um but the death of Superman 
again, was very... Uh, or not even the death of Superman, but more the fact that he dies at the hands of Doomsday again was something that was very, very uh, premature because people have only seen the one movie and then you kill him off in the second movie that he that he's in, right? Mm. We have no real attachment to him, first and foremost. So you killing him off is like, well, okay, cool. You've killed him now. Now what's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, hmm. In addition to that, right? Um, the whole point of Doomsday being this absolutely crazy... Um, Monster is the very fact that obviously Lex Luthor was um, was Superman dead or anything like that, right? But there's no, there's not enough build up to why Lex Luthor absolutely thinks thinks that this guy is is bad or um, or in a sense that he feels threatened by Superman. I don't think there's enough of that yet that's been established mm. anyway. Do you know what I mean? They could have gone into other. It's, they could have done if it was just one more movie. To solidify the fact that this is what Lex Luthor's way of thinking. This is still the technology he's built and everything like that. Everything is very, very rushed for him to get to. Okay, now we have Doomsday. Out of, out of where? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and then obviously do him and obviously then him dying at the hands of Doomsday. Now the him dying at the hands of Doomsday has always been in the comic books, but for it to have the impact, we need to have the build up for it. Mm-hmm. Just like how, just like how when um, <clears throat> Iron Man died. Um, Everyone felt it because we've been with Grubber's guy for so long. We actually have a relationship with him as fans. Um, even if someone like Black Widow was to have died, we would have felt it as fans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd even argue even if Sam Wilson was to have died, we as fans would have felt some type of way about it because we've hmm. actually seen him. Yeah, Whereas this one, everything was rushed. Yeah. Um, that's what I'll say before we move on to... Uh, that's 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 been the me- main theme of the DCEU anyway, is that everything's yeah. rushed and they they rushing so they wanted to try and catch up to Marvel. Um, th- like I said, the best analogy of that is having Iron Man, Captain America, Civil War, doing, doing then doing Civil War and then doing um the End Game. Like that mm. that should not be how you do those movies. You have to have movies in between to build certain things up. Um, since we're pretty much on the topic now, uh, we're gonna dive into reviewing our um, the Zack Snyder uh, cut of the Justice League so Snyder cut alright um, so what we're going to do is just going to go around um, give everyone give a quick surface views give their rating and then we'll like break it down and go and dive a bit deeper into it uh, Michael what's your surface views and your rating Michael Maybe he's on mute. Who is this? Oh, no, it's not. Micah, are you there? All right. No, Micah. All right. Uh, Martin, go first. Okay. So, certain <laughs> thoughts. Um, it's Did definitely better than the, the Oh, Michael's here. Oh, all right, Michael, do you want to give your certain thoughts or do you want me to continue? Uh, no, carry on, carry on. Oh, you haven't started. Yeah, no, 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 you go first. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be straight honest and straight to the point. I feel like I wasted four hours of my life yesterday watching this <laughs> film. Um, literally, no, like seriously, the God's Honest Truth, the Barry Allen character still pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Still annoyed the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, that felt like that still feels like it's Kid Flash, not Barry Allen itself. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, like. Like, I, I understand the scenes, but the scenes with Iris when she crashed, I didn't really understand the concept of that. Like, what was the point? Like, I understand, yes, he's meeting the woman that, he, that he's going to end up falling in love with. 
but what on God's what on God's earth does him? What, what does what does her crashing mean for him <laughs> to say? Like I'm just like hold up, that makes no sense. Okay, cool. So I was like, all right, that's fine, fine, understandable. Um, the, obviously the um, Amazons and all of that when if, like when they start fighting. That happens again. Like to be honest, that bit I didn't understand. But the only thing I did love was that Dark Side was actually re- in, in, like when the story when Diana told the story that that was introduced. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I'm so happy that he got introduced into it. Like, but obviously there's not gonna be another one. So it was so I just feel like I wasted. So what? Um, you know, you're 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 waffling. Yeah. What, what is your what is your rating for this? Like I said, I wanted the quick surface fuse and then my rating. Oh. um What's the one before? What's the one after Bones? Core chicken. Then they eat. I'll give it a core chicken. Just, just, right. just, yeah. All right, cool. Mine. Yeah, I'll give it a core. All right. <clears throat> I thought I'd give it a half chicken, although I did enjoy it better than the um, Josh. Is it Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon. Is that Josh Whedon? Um, I do prefer it to, uh, to his version purely because, um, you know, there's a lot of darker tones and themes around it, which I prefer to. The ball crap that he pulled, where it was more like an uh, imitation of uh, of um, the MCU. So mm-hmm. um, I'll dive into more details later. But surface so source of that, it's better. But I'm still giving it a half chicken. Yeah, um, Big T. Wow. Well, um, the funny thing is, that I I agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I do think there were some pointless scenes. Flash was probably the weakest um, part of this movie. Um, I do like the darker tone as opposed to the more comedic uh, way that Joss Whedon took it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, where Micah said he feels like he's wasted four hours of his life, mm-hmm. I feel like, like I said, I watched Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then this all in a row. So we had over 10 hours of DC madness i feel like the four hours of this movie was the cherry on the top of a 10-hour experience that has completely changed my views of the at least the Zack snyder dc movies mm-hmm. um this my rating of this movie is a combination of how much better i think it was than the original theatrical cut mm-hmm. Um, every change was for the better. Mm-hmm. Nothing I agree. made it made it worse. Everything was for the better. Um, and just from my enjoyment of it, and from the fact that this movie exists, the fact that despite if it was up to me, this movie wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. I would be the first one to say, "Fuck Zack Snyder, get this out of here, put the DCEU in the bin." Mm-hmm. But the DC fans and the Snyder fans like hashtagged it up and got this movie made mm. and I actually have to eat my words. I have to <laughs> eat my hat, have to eat the crow, whatever you want me to eat. It's mm. within reason. Um, <laughs> no homo shit. Like, I, I'll, I'll eat it because I would give this movie based on the, the event of it, the improvements made and my enjoyment, I'll give it a whole chicken. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so what I learned from the slider cut was that studio involvement is a bad thing. And sometimes yeah. you should just let someone do their vision. Um, yes. I've, so I'm probably still going to leave this as a half chicken. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't go back and listen to what I previously rated it, um, which again, I will do at some point. Um, again, I feel like the extra exposition and everything else made it such a more impactful story. Um, but the fact that I've had to rewatch this movie again in a four hour cut to get that is why I can't like, in a sense, enhance the rating. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I still have a bad taste in my mouth. Like if someone made you a cake and it's their first time making a cake, like, and it immediately gave you their 10 for 10, which is a lot better. You're still going to have a bit of that bad taste in your mouth. And that's where I stand. And that's why I give it half chicken. Um, so now that, do you know, I actually, I, what you just described is exactly how I felt about it. That's why I don't think <laughs> it deserves me. It deserves me giving it a higher rating yeah, because like, you do not need two iterations to make a movie good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine, can you imagine if, um, if, um, oh, what's, what's it called? The last, the last, um, um, MCU uh, movie. End game, end game. Imagine, imagine it took End Game two takes. Imagine it took Iron Man two movies for it to do well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking. And, what and, is and, and, and I, I hear and that. I, and, to take to take Nana's analogy of, um, I think I heard you say something about getting a recipe and then trying it again or whatever. Did yeah. you say something about that? Yeah, something along yeah. that. I know exactly so what you're gonna say. It's like I would say this sh- movie was if someone gave you scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. but the eggs were moldy, had been left out, had no seasoning, were mm-hmm. dry and burnt. And then you were like, no, these scrambled eggs are nasty. I hate scrambled eggs. I'm never having scrambled eggs again. But then someone gave you the nicest, perfectly creamy, seasoned eggs, scrambled eggs. You'd be like, right, actually, do you know what? Eggs are nice. Like, I can't. Yeah. This this movie is nice eggs. Like, I hear hear what you're saying. Omelette that you were given before. I I hear what you're saying, yeah, but this this is where, like, I'm going to say why I can't like appreciate, like I appreciate what was done in it, but it's the fact that they, it's a difficult one. Yeah. So again, it's still one of those situations where they've rushed certain things in it. And the fact that it's taking this four hour super cut for it to kind of make a lot more sense than it did originally. And the fact that, you know, it's going to take a miracle for them to continue this on. And yeah, but again, I don't, I don't know if, this was originally meant to be a four-hour movie. I think he's taken aspects not. that he that he may have put into one of the sequels, and knowing that this is probably his last shot of doing it, mm-hmm. he was like, "Fuck it, I'll give you everything." That's that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and and that's what he's he was he's done, like, which is which is which mean. is fine. Sorry, to you, car there, yeah, and I get oh, that, sorry. yeah. But all I'm like, like I said, for my terms of enjoyment, yeah, I did appreciate it, yeah. However. If this had been dropped in the cinema, uh, like they would, they would have had to have done a part one and part two, yeah. And this is what I'm saying, like you know, if someone has a vision, yeah, sometimes you've got to let them run with it. Because if this had been dropped instead of the first one, this may have potentially saved the DCEU in terms of letting fans know where it's potentially going, letting us know, like they did cyborgs so dirty based on the theatrical cut and this cut like oh it, it, yeah it makes so yeah. much more sense why cyborg was the way cyborg was in this cut like when he was mm. all like depressed and shit like yeah he fucking had saw his mom die in a car crash like he he had the world at his feet like he was an optimistic kid you know obviously he had a bit of daddy issues because his dad was always working and stuff like that but like not giving us that exposition yeah completely ruins that character and it couldn't be saved do you know what i mean and and again 
you got a bit more exposition for Aquaman. You got a bit more exposition for Wonder Woman. Like everyone, you got so you got so much more appeal back of certain, of, of all, all these different characters' story that it makes it a better a better story. The only thing that again is unfortunate to him is the fact that you know the CGI was still quite trash. Some of the slow mo scenes was a bit unnecessary. Um, like, and there were certain <clears throat> things that I think. Okay, there's not a lot yet. Don't get twisted, yeah. But I feel like, let's say, for example, when Whedon had um, Batman use Alfred to contact Lois Lane to come just in case Bat- Superman bugged out. Do you know what I mean? That was his, like, plan B. In the Whedon cut, there was no plan B. It was reliant on Lois Lane just happened to be in the area at that, at that time. It's, you know what I mean? No, no, I think it was all the way around. No, it was it was the other way. It was the other way around. He never contacted yeah Lois Lane in a Snyder no cut. No one, no one, no one. In the no in, in the Schneider cut. No, in, no, 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 no. In in the original in the in the original shit version, mm. still shit version. The, the shitter version. He does get in. He does. He does get in contact with Lois Lane. He does say yeah. Lois Lane. In plan B. There is a plan She's B. The big gun. But in yeah. the in but in the in the and this version. When he comes up out of the out of the ship, she sees him and she runs over to that side. Yeah, but she had, she doesn't. She, she no had, one calls her. She, no, she's but, already in the area because she's gone to back to work and she got coffee. And then she sees him whoa, up in the air. Whoa, 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 pump your brakes, pump your brakes. She's there because the last time she's going to visit the um, um Superman like, monument, the Superman monument. So mm-hmm. if they've yeah, done only that because I, of Matt, uh, so if they. If they had done no, because she was doing she was doing that every day anyway. So if she wasn't, if so, like I said, this was reluctant. Yeah, this on the Snyder cut. Yeah, it was reluctant on them bringing back Superman at the time of her visit the monument. If it had been any other time of day, yeah, them <laughs> would have been wrapped. Yeah, but and she wasn't at the monument. She was leaving the monument. She had just come and visit the monument. She wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't leaving the monument. She had left to go work and she went and got coffee. When they brought him no, back, bro, she was bro, coming out of the coffee and she my, looked up and no, saw him. My in car, the you've got it she wrong. She wasn't. Oh, Listen. Nope, nope I don't have it wrong. You do. I do not have it what wrong. She, what, 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 what did she I say? Don't, that's I think what Mike has got it right. No, what, what did she say to that's the policeman? That's what happened. What did she say that's to the policeman? That's what happened, Nana, because Marsha Manhunter went and talked to her and told her to get back into the world. Yeah. And she's got it. And she went back to work. She took her work pass out of her bag and then she went to work. And she, so she went and got coffee. When he got brought back, she saw him in the sky from when everyone else saw him. So, so he, he, no, that, that, he that, wasn't called that, by anyone. She didn't want to know money. Hold on, hold on. She did. She went to the guy. She said she to the police officer. She said to the police officer, "This is my last time coming to the monument." And it was, it was exactly. And that wasn't that. That wasn't that day. It was. It the was the same was that day. day. Bro, it, it, that day it was raining. That was. He didn't. That that was. Com- you're completely off, Nano. You're completely off. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> you're complete, right, right, you so, are so, completely so, off. I brought, because I brought, I brought, I brought the plot. I brought the plot. Let me That's just... Wait, hold, just hold, on. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, Okay, cool. That, that scene, yeah. All right. That, that scene, yeah, mm-hmm. where the, she gives the police officer a coffee... It's raining, and it's at the beginning, and it's in the shit version. No, of this, she this, this shit version. Hold on, hold on, Mike, as well. Mike, Mike, I'll stop. Yeah, she goes and gives him a coffee more than one occasion. Yeah, she does it. That's her like ritual every day to go give that police officer a copy. So the first time is when she's like still like depressed and stuff. Then later on, after she speaks to Martian Manhunter, she goes and gives him a coffee again and says, "Well, this is like my last time I'm coming here." 
yeah and then that's when they do the kickoff with superman coming back so she was in the area it do you not do you, do you not see what i'm saying yeah, I know. I, I said that she was in the area. I never. I said that she. I didn't say that she went to the monument. She never went to the monument. She had gone to the monument that morning. Mm-hmm. I think you're both right because she did go. To, I think she did go to the monument, like Nana saying, and said this is the last time. But then I think she left and went yeah. to work, like Micah saying. I don't think she was at the monument when the shit went down. She saw him in the sky from a distance mm-hmm. and then came yeah. over to him to see yeah. what's going but, on. But the, what I'm saying with that, yeah, is her workplace is in um, Metropolis. Where yeah. the um, thingamajig is, the monument is where the spaceship is, is in Gotham. No, nah, it's in Metropolis, isn't it? No, it's not. It's in Metropolis. My, 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 it's in Metropolis. Star, Labs is in, Star Labs is in Metropolis. Star okay. Labs. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Mine. Did you pull it up? Did you, have you got a, a um, something there that can give a definitive answer? Who's right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. So let me go from. Uh... All right. Cool. So <clears throat> the group decides to use the mother box to resurrect Superman to help fight Steppenwolf. Alan Stone exhumes Superman's body, and the group places it in the amniotic fluid of the Genesis chamber in Kryptonian scout ship kept in Star Labs. Mm-hmm. And after Alan activates the mother box, Amnesiac Superman is resurrected. A confused Superman attacks the group after Stone accidentally launches an attack at him. Lois Lane, who has been regularly visited Superman's memorial, arrives in time to calm Superman down. So that bit there is is basically, basically you're both right in your sense, but the reason for the, her being there was because it was the last time she was actually visiting the monument. The monument. Uh, I call that and and, and going towards and yeah because this the, this after the talk she had with uh, Martian Manhunter uh, who was in the guise of uh, Martha saying yeah yes. basically get get your shit together yeah mm. I call that checkmate because um, <laughs> I was right cool. too so it's not really checkmate you call this a stalemate nah, <laughs> I call that uh, I went um, all right so um, just to um, sorry, let me just let me so sorry, let me, just, let me, let me sorry, let me just finish my point. Like, I do feel like there were certain things that the weed and cut um, did get right, but then I also no. like the fact that there were certain lines that weren't in it from the weed and cut. So, like I said, there there was uh, there, there there was the bringing the big guns. I think that was done well. Um, again, I it don't. was you you don't why why don't you? No. I think I think the Snyder Cut did it better because even though, fair enough, she may have just turned up randomly, mm. yeah? And it does kind of make sense because Batman had the premonition from BVS, so he knows that Lois Lane can, like, maybe this is the moment he needs Lois Lane to calm him down yeah? because it could lead to, like, this, this Injustice-style DC world, yeah? So that makes sense. I get it, kind of. But I prefer this one because it explained superman's mindset more i think because he wasn't just confused there was a line in this movie just after they revived him um flash had already said when i run at the speed of light it does weird things to time Mm -hmm. and then they resurrected superman and then cyborg had um like a a flash of this nightmare universe um Mm -hmm. and saw the future basically where earth had basically been torn up by dark side um and then when it comes back to the present the kryptonian ship the voice on the ship says the future has taken root in the present so 
I think mm-hmm. Superman's mindset, the reason he's fighting them is because he is his mind has been affected kind of like in a time loop. His mindset is where it was in the future when he's working for Darkseid or he's under the influence of the um the anti life equation. Mm. And so he in his mind, Lois Lane's dead. Yeah. And so he's pissed and he's just down to fuck everyone up. When Lois Lane turns up, it he sees her and he's like, Oh shit, she's still alive. Mm. And that's that's what brings him out of that funk. And that's why he just takes her and then ducks out. And yeah. then he goes to the farm and then he starts realizing, getting his memories back and realizing actually, right, shit's, shit's still calm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't have to be like this. Like, I, I, and yeah. he remembers who he is. Do you know what I mean? And, so, I, and I appreciate the, the, point, the point you're making. And like, I think you're getting a little bit of what I said mixed up. I think just in terms of like small elements, like overall, yes, the Snyder Cut is much better. And like, I love your explanation of that. I'm just saying like, just little lines here and there that were in the weeding cut, I appreciated that. And I felt like um, it was missing from the Snyder cut. But again, mm. like there was a lot of lines in the weeding cut that I was so happy that it wasn't there in the Snyder cut. And I can't, like right now off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly which which ones there were, but there were some lines in there. I was like- Oh, I've got a list of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, okay, you know, t- uh, mine, what was the point that you were trying to bring across? And then- I'll- Oh, so- um, I've got some lists as well, so I was just gonna like kick it off with my stuff because I'm sure a lot of what I will say, um, T's also gonna say. Mm-hmm. But um, first things first, things first. Um, when we were talking about exposition, Nana, um, again, you probably missed it out because you were listing every other exposition for all the characters, right? Mm-hmm. But another big exposition was them actually explaining the plot, why it is that who who it is that Darkseid is, why why it is that he's come to Earth, mm-hmm. and all that. All that was explained by Wonder Woman, yeah. and we didn't get any of that in the um, Josh Joss Whedon cut, yeah, um, or Joss Whedon uh, theatrical release, mm-hmm. and no, that no. and this one explained so much more because Darkseid wasn't even mentioned once in the in the um, in the in the Joss Whedon cut of mm-hmm. I keep saying cut, but I mean theatrical release, yeah, um, which meant that Steppenwolf did everything <clears throat> by his accord, so. And we also knew that Batman knew straight away that there was an alien invasion. Um, whereas this one, he actually he actually learns there's going to be an alien invasion because of X, Y, and Z. So this is why I appreciate it a lot more. Mm. Um, well, he learned he learned the apparently in the Snyder Cut he learned the invasion from um, Lex Luthor. Oh, but it was Wonder was Wonder Woman who gave the whole no. history as to mm-hmm. Darkseid. No, is, yeah, um, he got no, he got he, he got the history from Wonder Woman, but he knew that an invasion was happening from Lex Luthor. In okay. The, in the Snyder cut. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 But at least, but, but so at least he he learns from someone. This stuff. All of mm. a sudden, he suddenly he like, he suddenly knows it off right off the bat. Um. So, is, so T's back. Do you want him to do yeah. his stuff, or, or do you want me to go no, my stuff? Yeah. Go, uh, go go through all your stuff, and then we'll let T like bring us today. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. So, um, right off the bat, darker tones replace the lighter tones. Um. In the in the entire movie, this is um from so the darker tones are more present um in the Snyder Cup than they are in the Joss Whedon Cup mm-hmm. theatrical release. Sorry, it's going to take me a while to stop saying cut. <laughs> um, so the lighter tones in the Joss Whedon theatrical release were uncharacteristic of the DC uh, cinematic universe. Um, especially being that 
the movies before were a lot darker and again it was very alien since all of a sudden being introduced to almost a marvel imitation where you know they're cracking jokes and everything like that um and also everything looks a bit lighter and it's and uh speaking of now that i've mentioned jokes also the fact that in the snyder cut jokes weren't used as much or they were used very very subtly um and the comic relief coming from uh the flash which i appreciated because we had jokes coming from Aquaman that felt out of place, from Batman that felt out of place, especially during mm. the fight with um, with uh, Superman, where he said, "Oh yeah, something's definitely broken." You're thinking, "Flipping hell, what? what like, shut funny. up! What are you, you know talking what about? Is? You don't say shit like that. You don't say anything. You're, you're hurt. You grunt. You move on." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry to jump in quickly here, but that yeah. whole scene, Joss Whedon moisted Batman utterly. Like yeah. When, when first of all, yeah, that that was the scene when they resurrected Superman. Yeah, mm. Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, and Aquaman turn up, and then they start fighting. And then Batman turns up, hella late, out of breath, like a fucking waste man. <laughs> and then and then Superman comes to him and is like, picks him up by his neck, starts choking him, like, and then he's like, "Tell me, do you bleed?" Like, yeah, and gives him horrible. back the line. Then then when Lois turns up, he dashes him aside like a piece of shit. And then, like you said, Batman's like, oh, something's definitely broken. Like, that whole scene moisted Batman. In this oh, version, it. in this version, it was done so much better. Batman mm. turned up. He went out of breath. He turned up late, which would make sense because he's not superhuman like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But he went out of breath. He was still Batman. Do you know what I'm saying? Superman yeah. laser-eyed him, and he blocked it with that gauntlet, that absor- the, the Black Panther gauntlet that absorbed <laughs> and redistributed. <Yeah. laughs> absorbed and that was good. That and that good. was good because you know I mean? we saw we saw that he was working on tech because we know Batman works on tech, so he mm. devised technology to counteract certain things that certain abilities of Superman. Exactly. That was good. That's what exactly. we needed, and we got that. Um, so to oh, continue, yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's good. It's really mm. good. Um, so to continue, um, we now have parts introduced, which give you a different sections of the story. Um, the rating went from PG thirteen to R rating mm-hmm. purely because you know you had super, you had Batman who who swore a couple of times or characters yeah. that swore a couple of times um, as well as you know we finally get a rolling head uh, yeah. that that was uh, um, Steppenwolf's head yeah um, and can I also just add yeah like we actually got yeah. like, a lot more just kills like in general like you and actually blood. yeah you got blood yeah and and just talking about the kills yeah can we just talk like, I just want to really just appreciate yeah how gangster the queen of the Amazonia was yeah the fact oh that, yeah the fact that she chose to use a reverse grip on a sword do you know how gangster <laughs> you have to be to reverse grip a sword like you are <laughs> that is basically I am amazing. Come at me, Anakin. Anakin Skywalker style. Yeah, I'm. I ah, oh, she she was like any any like anyone that reverse grips a sword and uses that stance share is I I'm I'm walking away. Like I, it's, it's the same way they they like again. I don't know if people have noticed like when you see like proper military when they use knives, like. A yeah. lot of they actually like if you, if you're serious about killing someone with a knife, yeah, you use a reverse grip in it. You don't use it like out like normal people would. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And a sword is so much bigger and heavier, and like the muscles that you need to use to hold it in that reverse grip and do stuff with it is just so much more. Like just seeing that just gas me. Up. I don't know if they did that in the first one. If they did, I nope. did not notice it I until. Don't think so, no. I didn't not no, notice it no. until this one, and I, I and like there was a and 
there was just a lot more kills and I really appreciate that. Like, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, that whole, that whole okay. Amazon scene, sorry, that whole Amazon scene was done so much better in this. No, yeah, it was done so much better. The, the build-up of tension and dread, like you felt, I felt like you felt it more in this version. Mm. When, when um, all the Amazonians are there, the, the, the Amazons are there with their arrows drawn, they're just ready, like, like they're constantly, they're ready. Mm. Like, like they've been there since they got the box, do you know what I mean? And as soon as it moves, they was all like, ah, oh, they was ready, do you know what I mean? And then when she, when, when Steppenwolf was like, oh, like I'm here f- like for your fear or something like that. And then the queen was like, Amazons, show him your fear. Yeah. We like, have no fear. fear. I, that I gassy. Like, oh yeah, that gassy. I'm not going to lie. That actually gassy. Sick. That was like mm. 300 level of yeah. sickness. And then to add to that, the fortress, obviously in the Whedon, uh, in the theatrical cut, um, all they did was close, seal off the doors. Mm. Whereas in this one, they seal off the doors and then it falls into the ocean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That was yeah. like added to the spectacle of it. Mm. Um I loved the way Steppenwolf was just walking while arrows were just getting shot into him, shot into him, shot into him. And he was just walking like like it was nothing. So you know I mean? can I can I just quickly add, Jay, like Steppenwolf looked so much better. Like when they first they, when they first revealed the image of him with the new armory, I was just like, mm. yeah, I, 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 I thought he looked quite stupid, but like seeing it in like, well, not real life, but like seeing it in the movie and how it reacted and how it looked and stuff and considering like again you know i don't know how much money they gave him to like finish up the well i doubt they gave him enough money to finish up the cgs it was still quite bad but to get that kind of finish um i liked it i thought it, it made him seem more menacing um i like the fact that in in this version it seemed like he didn't speak so cleanly it was more like a grunting barking kind of thing like more animalistic mm. and i think that just added to his character um it reminded me yeah. of of um a bit more mcu in terms of that guy with the, um the the hammer guy one of the people of thanos um the big one mm. it reminded me of that oh of i that know character. Yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah sorry continue yeah so it's, it's good that you guys brought all these things up because um we did get extended fight scenes so the amazonians versus step off that was an extended fight scene mm-hmm. Uh, the Striker Island fight was also extended and um, new things were added to it as well as the League first minor Superman fight. Um, that too was extended. Mm-hmm. Um, also with Steppenwolf, when we are introduced to Steppenwolf, he has a reason for being on Earth and, we, and his reason is not only to collect the mother boxes but also he fucked up earlier on when mm-hmm. he lost... Well, how many how many players did he lose to uh, lose for... Um, Dark side. I, I can't remember. Thousand or something. I don't know. How, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how many he lost. Ridiculous. I don't know how many no, he no, lost. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they said that he lost it. I think he betrayed. He betrayed. He betrayed him. him yes, but he betrayed. So, yes, yeah, so he betrayed. Dark I don't side. think he lost. He, he owes. Plans. But he owes him fifty. Oh, he 000. owes. Yeah, he owes him. Okay. Okay. I took. I took O as him losing. Cool. No, no, no. So we now know his reason for um him being the way he is. Right. So one, he's mm. come to Earth to redeem himself. Because again, it's a plan that Darkseid lost, um, collecting the mother boxes, as well as pay back a debt to Darkseid. Mm. So mm. already, already Steppenwolf became a better villain because now we know his actual motivations rather than in the Joss Whedon theatrical release. He's just here to conquer the Earth. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So that was, that was very, very well done. Um, um, also, the way it all started was from the events directly after the fight between Superman and Doomsday in BVS where um, as Superman dies, he lets out a massive scream 
which triggers the mother boxes to alert Darkseid that the Earth is now vulnerable. Mm. So, and like we said before, Batman is told about the alien invasion rather than already knowing it about it by Diana and um, Lex Luthor. See, so all that exposition. So, so just for you, kind of, all that exposition it. helped us, the viewers, understand why it is that Darkseid's a badass, why it is that mm. they're even there in the first place, explain the whole war, and it was good that we also saw not only different tribes and civilizations of Earth coming together to fight against um, against uh, Darkseid, including the Amazonians and the um, Atlanteans, mm. but we also saw a Green Lantern in there, which was a not, which would probably have meant that, you know, we would have seen a Green Lantern eventually if they continued these... Uh, Lines, lines of stories. Um, we also know about Darkseid's quest for the anti-life equation. So now there's even more reason to sort of get behind the motivations of the villains. Go on. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I yeah, I like the way you broke down all of that. That's good. Just to touch on some of the stuff you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the opening of this movie and the, the I feel like the slow introduction of the parademons in this cut was so much better than originally first of all we didn't get the the very first shot of this movie was better because we didn't have the dumb cgi face superman talking to those dumb kids about (laughs) that fuck that i was so glad that was gone yeah this opened well like it opened straight and again this is how it was like made it a complete trilogy man of steel batman v superman and this because every subsequent movie began where the previous movie ended. Yeah. Batman mm-hmm. v Superman started at the end of Man of Steel and showed you Bruce Wayne's perspective. This movie started at the end of Batman v Superman, where Superman died and gave you more context to it, of, like you said, with the scream awakening the mother boxes. Now, that doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me because if the mother boxes have been there for how many thousands of years or whatever, and they awaken now that Superman died... Superman's only been on Earth for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- why didn't they activate before that? Why? why yeah, that's that's another question. I mean? so that's that's that, another great question. That, that was a bit shaky for me, but I'll let it slide. Do you know what I mean? Um, also, <laughs> well, the, we did... Sorry, go on. No, I think the reason why it hasn't been... It wasn't activated... Well, the reason why it probably wasn't activated is because it takes time for them to um, build up their charge and re get get rewoken again that is some bad luck having, then if having some has... ha- now you gotta think about it, yeah but with superman doing that yell yeah remember superman's the most powerful man on the planet that oh, yell so probably gave it enough it. yeah yeah that probably gave it enough to wake them up and that's then a good point technically that because he mentions Kryptonian. Remember when Stephen Wolf comes here, he mentions Kryptonians, Green Lanterns. Yeah, I don't. Amazonians. Sorry, sorry to like he mentions inter- all of them. Sorry, let me just interject here. I don't like that line. Yeah, I. The reason why I don't like that line here is because if the Kryptonians was in a sense a threat, yeah, on their own planet, they're not a threat. On their own planet, mm. they're as just as weak as humans. So exactly. why would they know that? A Kryptonian on Earth would be, you know, something for them to worry about. I'm not like, really because, um, because oh, because obviously, so Kryptonians were the ones that created um one of DC's most like notorious villains, and that is um Brainiac. Mm-hmm. So Kryptonian. So in this in this um 
um, universe, they made out that Kryptonians were, you know, almost like split between two factions. You had the war, the people who loved war or who were created for war, and the people who were scientists. Right, the whole the whole thing is based on scientists, and I think it's based on some sort of um, Darwinism. Yeah. Um. So. It's easy. It's, you can, so you can easily argue that okay, because these scientists they know that their powers are activated under yellow sun. Um, they might know X, Y, Z, um, or give X, Y, Z reasons as to you know why they were able to hold off people like say Darkseid, for example, and, and whatever, be notorious in the See. in the universe. Um, these guys were technologically savvy. If you look at even the ships that came down to Earth, right, you can you can see the Kryptonian um, technology behind it all. So it gives reason that there could be a potential threat to dark side see again um, that's that's yeah. i like the explanation is cool and i'll accept that but it's not it's not shown in the movies so it's, again yeah, yeah if you're telling me that the kryptonians on krypton are basically the same as humans or or round about in the same power levels as humans yeah why would that knowledge be presented to dark side and knowing that if they're on earth they're a threat and that's why again i feel like sometimes they have to you have to like whoever is fact checked fact checking or going over these views to make sure make things make logical sense here aren't doing that because again it like you said superman's only been on earth for like 30 years so they've only had mm. a kryptonian protector for the last 30 years like i i to and that, again that's... and again having them say that oh they didn't know that earth was where the thingy was it, it that kind they of didn't yeah, but then again, they're making it out seem like, well, you know, we've had tabs on this planet, and the reason why we haven't attacked this planet no, 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 before no. is because no, 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 they, because you, go on. is because they've had people go that we, we're we're scared of in a sense. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not what happens. So what happens is is that obviously once they find out, obviously once Steppenwolf shows up here, mm-hmm. so they don't know what planet they don't know what planet these boxes are on. They don't because you think about it when the box is called out that's when they know where the boxes are yes so I, then they come they come to the they come and they get to come get the box they, he, i remember when dark side leave when dark side leaves you you gotta think about it dark side probably left and went somewhere hella far mm-hmm. so he's not going to know where these planets are and also technically the earth probably was protected by green lanterns mm-hmm. so there's probably there was probably and green and lanterns and protecting the earth. Yeah, they probably no, but in space there probably was a Green Lantern protecting oh, yeah, that yeah, section yeah. of that section of the universe. Mm. Mm. So like, you got to think about them the, them ways. And then they didn't know where the they didn't know where the anti they didn't know what planet anti life was. They just knew it was on a primitive planet. Mm. And you got to think about it, there must have been a load of primitive planets yeah. when he probably came and attacked. So he does they they didn't know any of that until Steppenwolf actually discovered it himself as well. Okay. So that's that 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 kind of explains the that whole anti-life and the boxes when find not figuring out where they were. Mm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um go go to continue a little bit on. Um I felt that this movie is more about the team coming together like rather than like so in the first one, right? I would say the recruitment of the, the league was very very similar to like Ocean's Eleven. Like if you know the very beginning of Ocean's Eleven, where it's just like, oh, this person's a bombs expert, let's game. Oh, this person's great disguises, let's game. Oh, this person's great at creating plans, let's game. That kind of thing, right? That's what it felt like to be in the first movie. Whereas in this one, the team comes together with their own issues. So you have Diana, who you know she's she's found out she's lost her her mother. Oh no, no mother, but she's lost the the Amazonians. Um, 
you and she's dealing with those issues. You have uh, Aquaman, who is still fighting between being, you know, human or Atlantean. So you know, constantly rejecting his father's, uh, not his father's spear, so his his mother's spear, um, until you know he needs that. You have Batman, who is going through his troubles of again being sort of this violent person. It's now up to him to sort of bring people together. Um, you have cyborg stuff, which Nana mentioned before. So it makes them feel more relatable because now I know a bit more about them and them coming together, putting sort of the differences aside to uh, to form the league, which is something that I appreciated. Whereas the Joss Whedon one was absolute crap. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I slightly disagree with that bit there. Go on. Um, I think Diana was always going to be with Batman, regardless of what what happened to the Amazonian. Mm-hmm. Um, Aqu- Aquaman only joined them because he got fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's the truth. Aquaman only decided because when Steppenwolf came for the second box, the only reason why he joined, the only reason why he joined, because he got he got he really got fucked up in in down on, in Atlantis. <laughs> um, and Cyborg Cyborg never wanted to join them. Cyborg never wanted to join him until they kidnapped his dad. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the Flash is just a waste man. But... <laughs> yeah, but, but but with that, you can still see that they had issues that they were sort of dealing with. And I mean, they all came together oh. for different reasons, right? But it's yeah. them sort of oh, yeah, decide for them to come together. Um, Superman. So we mentioned this before, but Superman going down memory lane with Lois Lane, um, and you know, with his return from death. He actually sported the black Kryptonian suit, which I thought was really, really good because it's a nod to the Return of Superman line of, um, sorry, the, the Return of Superman uh, storyline in the comic books minus the cape. Um, so I thought that was, that was um, a nice, a nice uh, addition to it. Hmm. Um, also, I'm standing Lois Lane's grieving. It's it was it was told better in this version. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the Joss Whedon theatrical release um it was almost like martha was telling her to like <laughs> go hoe herself out to get over the loss of uh, superman <laughs> mm. whereas in this one it's more the case that it's actual proper story of her grieving not you know going through the same motions every day quitting her job sort of not knowing what to do with life it's something that someone who could, we can relate to mm. and you know her getting advice from martha whether it be um actually um clock Ken's mother or, you know, Martha, Martian Manhunter as Martha. Do you know what I mean? Just helping her get through what it is that she's going through, go her, her grieving. Um, so I was definitely done better. Um, and again, sorry, not again. Um, in addition to that, Martian Manhunter himself felt a bit out of place for me in this one because Darkseid, as we, as, I mean, you may or may not know this, but Darkseid is a huge threat in the DC line of uh, comic books, right? So... It stands to reason that you'd have Martian Manhunter come in and help these guys. So it feels out of place that Darkseid is this huge threat, right? Or anyone who's even, uh, uh, what's I'm looking for, uh, a flow of Darkseid, right, is a huge threat. And he's just sitting on the sidelines giving pep talks to people. I'm thinking, what's the point of even introducing Manhunt, Martian, Martian Manhunter if you're not going to use him? So to show. To show that he's there, and they were going to use him. It was, later show, on. it was not. It was also to show that he was already integrated into the government, yeah. but he he couldn't he couldn't he, he's not 
the thing is, Marshall Manhart is good, but he wasn't really. He doesn't come in until later, in any comic anyway. Mm. I thought. Uh, I thought. Dark Side comes. He's not. He's not one of the. He's not one of the original. He's not one of the original. Um. He's not the original six. Um. He's like. He's like eight. He's like eight or nine. In certain story, in certain stories, he is. Um, it's only in the new, it's only in Rebirth and New Fifty Two that he's not one of the original. Um, and that was the New Fifty Two was what done a couple of years ago. I think it was like three or four years ago. But even even with that, you st- you you still I'd still expect to see you know if you are if you are a hero or you are a super powered person, know full well that the universe, the Earth you're on, is going to be destroyed. Surely you do something about it, regardless of whether the Gothers take you or not. I mean, at the end of the day, are you trying to? <clears throat> I try to protect the planet that you've you now call home, or you just you know on the sideline waiting for some next piss easy villain to come along? Because the, I don't think there's going to be any bigger threat than you know dark side, dark side coming unless, unless it's him specifically come back to Earth. Do you know what I mean? So I would have just loved to see Barsham and Hunter be more useful than he was. Um, <clears throat> we already mentioned that Cyborg CG still sucked. Um, <laughs> So I'm gonna move on from that because again, that <laughs> made some made some really good points from that. It's a shame um, though because I like like when he went into like his armor mode or when he went into his like um attack mode. Yeah, I liked mm. what they were trying to go with. And just quickly, just yeah. going back to the um when they um brought back Superman. I don't know if this happened in the first version, but the fact that they attack him first um it does. Make, is, does that happen in the first one? It happens. Yeah, in the so first he, one, um, his then... so his armor, his armor just automatically attacks him. He does, but he doesn't say that he feels threatened. His ah, armor, yeah, exactly. his, his armor just attacks. See, it does it. His armor it just as well in the original. <laughs> yeah, so the yeah, fact that yeah, he literally cut. just attacks him. And yeah, that yeah, makes in, more in, sense. In, in the Snyder cut, he actually, cyborg actually like scans him or whatever and says like he feels threatened, so his automatic defenses are kicking in. Mm. Whereas in the original, he just starts bugging out and shoots him. Okay, I see. I see. I also like that Cyborg actually plays a bigger role in this movie as well. So when it comes to Batman's like huge ass ship, Cyborg being able to communicate with uh, with technology actually says, "Okay, this is the reason why a ship is is isn't working." I think his words were, "She wants to fly, but she says there's a there's yeah. a fault in her in her system or something like that." Right. So that was mm. good. Um, and he actually fixes it, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And him doing other things, other techie things in the movie, I think was really, really good. Whereas it felt, he felt a bit out of place, to be perfectly honest, in the original theatrical release. Mm. Um, also, it's nice to see Ryan Choi. Ryan Choi, um, actually, we saw Ryan Choi before, but um, if no one knew about this, uh, Ryan Choi is Atom, who is a superhero very much like um, Ant Man, who's able to. Uh, shrink himself and make himself big again so it's just a shame that if they're no longer continuing with these sort of line of stories uh, for the DC cinematic universe we won't be able to see anything um, of him becoming Atom um, but again I thought it was uh, I thought you know him being there was nice, was nice in the end I didn't I didn't notice Ryan Choi in the first movie so that's why I mentioned him in this one um, I he doesn't really least, have a big sp- yeah it's like he doesn't have a big presence so Again, I appreciate him a bit more, him being in this a bit more than uh, Joss Whedon release. Mm. And last but not least, um, how does Lex Luthor know that Bruce is Batman? I swear, for, for me, I think a running theme was that, okay, all of a sudden, Flash knows who, Flash knows Bruce Wayne. I mean, 
What I'm trying to say is that I would have imagined Batman slash Bruce Wayne to be a lot more secretive, even within the Justice League, about who he really is. Yeah, that, was, I mean? that was a bit problematic. The fact, exactly. I um, think it, it was it was implied in Batman versus Superman. It was unclear, it was. but it was implied that Lex knew who he was yeah. because of mm. the whole scene where in in the the I don't know fundraiser or whatever when Lex is like, "Oh, Clark Kent meets meet." Bruce Wayne, oh, I love bringing people together. And it's like, why would anyone care about yeah. Bruce Wayne meeting Clark Kent mm. unless you know who they both really are? Yeah. Because fair enough, Bruce Wayne's a big deal, but Clark Kent, this random reporter, like, no one cares. So it's implied he already knew who both of them were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, again, I don't know how, because like you said, Batman's very good at keeping his secret identity secret. But at the same time, in the real world, if you see there's a superhero in Gotham who's got military-grade equipment and, like, uh, seems to have unlimited funds, you're going to look at the guy who's got unlimited yeah, funds. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 100%, 100%, 100% you would. I, 100% you would. But for me, it's just the fact that it just feels a bit lazy that yeah. you have... Sorry, it's just a bit lazy that you have, you know, people knowing who Bruce Wade, that Bruce Wade's secret identity, because that opens up a whole can of worms. What if, you know, Lex Luthor is the kind of guy who's so guy say, by the way, Bat- Batman is Bruce Wade, or Bruce Wade is Batman, and you have people no, like... Mm-hmm. Go on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've also got to remember, yeah, Le- Lex Luthor is a genius. So Lex, it's not going to take Lex Luthor to f- long to figure out who the hell, who, who's who. Like, no, no, he, you're, he, like, you're right. You are right, but but for me, it just it just doesn't sit. It doesn't sit well with me because in the whole, so in um, especially in the comic books, because I always I always go to the comic books, right? There's not an instance where I mean, there's instances where Lex Luthor um thinks that okay, Bruce Wayne is Batman, but it's always you know, but it's always thwarted by by a, a great scheme, um, or a great ploy by Alfred. Bruce Wayne, so you never ever see, so you never have actually says, okay, I'm a hundred percent convinced Bruce Bruce is Batman. Even um, Doctor Strange, sorry, not yeah, Doctor Hugo Strange said that, um, or um, thought that he had cracked who you know Batman was, and actually he lose quite a bit that Bruce Wayne is Batman and stuff like that. But he doesn't public he doesn't go out and publicly say it. Do you know what I mean or hire people to? to fight against uh, Bruce Wayne or kidnap Bruce Wayne slash Batman or whatnot. So it just felt a bit out of place. I don't know how they would have carried on the line of stories unless they outright, like, <laughs> like stopped, like, made, made Lex Luthor vegetables and like that, so he just didn't give out uh, Bruce Wayne's secret. Um, but I just thought overall that Bruce is a lot more um, secretive. So whenever he was in front of Diana, in front of um, um, any, of, any other member of the Justice League, he would have been in costume. He would never have, you know, allowed them allowed them to know anything more than they needed to. So that was still a bit out of place for me. Yeah. But that's that's that's, that's my notes on uh, on everything really. Calm. All right, T, bring us home, and then we're gonna move on. Wait, wait, hold up. Wait, wait. Let me let me let me run as well before T. Okay, go on. All right, quick. Um. Character, character-wise, the one that annoys me the most, obviously, is Barry Allen. Um, that, mm. I, I said that before already. Um, what Ooh, annoyed actually. me the most here? Wait, what? No, what annoyed me the most here is the fact that obviously when they went to go find Step, when they went to go fight Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Remember, 
Steppenwolf has said this is a primitive planet. He said that Earth is a primitive planet. So explain to me, yeah, how the hell their weapons didn't destroy Batman's car? Oh, how the, I'm sorry, yeah, that's the one thing that bugged me the most, yeah. How on God's earth yeah, was Batman's car getting hit by their weapons and not being destroyed instantaneously? Because it's sorry. not a regular car, isn't it? <laughs> it's That's... a primitive planet. How is it? How is he fighting? How they fight? How is he? How is his car surviving against advanced weapons? Can I? Can I? Can a I? Just, right, so that, can I just that, say that, that, that mm. he also experimented on Kryptonian technology to, you know, for the, for the Bortless. So it kind of it kind of stands to reason that he could have done something okay. similar to his vehicle. But again, okay, it's not enough. it's not completely, you know, it's not uh, explained. So yeah. yeah. Also, um, to add to that, he, he, yeah, the the planet's primitive, but he is advanced for the planet, and also eventually they did start ripping his the Batmobile open. Do you know what I mean? Man? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He legit had the roof for the rest of the rest of the fight. He had a convertible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how, also, how the hell did Batman not get beaten up by like by any of the um, um, sentient um, um, the the other the the, the parademons? Yeah, like, there were so many of them, but yet he was able to take out every single one of them. Hardly any of them got a hit on him. Because he's Batman. 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 <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I don't care. I don't care. That is a load of nonsense. Um, for me, the best part of the whole movie, yeah, was the last 30 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. The best part of the movie yeah. for me was the last 30 minutes, obviously, where Darkseid finally gets... But what made, what annoyed me, yeah, is that when dark, when the when the ring opened up, yeah, and mm. Dark Side was looking, like, and they chopped off Steph, they beat up Stephen Wolf, they chopped off his head, and obviously he got thrown back in, into Dark Side. But me, they're thinking I was expecting our Superman to go. You best not come here, you know. Hmm. Or say something. Or say something along those lines. Um, I think when did, Deathstroke, did, did, did he not when say Deathstroke, that in when, the Snyder cut? I mean, in the weekly no, cut, there was nothing because. Darkseid was never in the Schneider, in the original cut, in the first yeah. cut. Mm. No, but I'm saying... Darkseid wasn't... Didn't Superman Dark say Darkseid was never mentioned. Yeah, no, not... No, maybe, nothing maybe was not, mentioned. Maybe not to Darkseid, but I, I feel like someone said something about us, like them being the Earth's protectors or something like that. Yeah, no, no. They're, no, they're the Earth's protectors, but it doesn't say it to anyone. Mm. doesn't say it to anyone at all. Um, what I found really oh. weird is that Martian Man... What was that? Um... Obviously, when Deathstroke enters at the end of the thing, I was like, ooh, this could be good. And it's the original Deathstroke from the um, TV show Arrow. Yeah. So they've used the exact same guy, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, seeing Joker, Deathstroke, and Batman, and everyone in, obviously, the future that version of the world. That mm. was cold. I love that bit. And the fact that it was still Jared Leto, Jared Leto whatever his name is, Jared that Leto. was fantastic. Mm. This movie um, made me like Jared Leto as Joker. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like Jared Leto as Joker. My whole view around of this DC universe. I, no, I, I always like Jared Leto. No, I, I didn't like him from Suicide Squad. I didn't like him. I, I thought um, he was a weird take, but this kind of redeemed my eyes. In that wasteland, in the wasteland, yeah, the wasteland version of the world, yeah. The one thing that loved that I loved it was what Joker said to Batman, yeah. How many mo how many time how many timelines are you gonna go to and destroy without sacrificing yourself? Yeah. Mm. And not sacrifice yourself. So that that was put to me, I was like, well, it just shows that Iron Man's always gonna be better than Batman. 
and also, also, what bugged me yeah, was that when Flash, all right, Flash got shot. Flash was building up his speed. He got mm-hmm. shot, dropped to the, dropped down, and then somehow he was able to run right back to Cyborg and do it and do a time lapse. Yeah, he healed, he, time. he healed himself. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he healed himself, but I'm talking about the fact that he was. He didn't run. He didn't run. Around, he didn't run around this the city. Mm. He ran straight to Cyborg, and basically turned back time. I'm just like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. And God's earth, how the how how can do this? This guy can just about manage to talk. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. That 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 I don't even need explaining. Um, and to be fair, I was expecting them to. I expect them now to see the response that this version has had. Mm. And I expect them to some time, so at some point, either either this year or the middle of next year, to announce that they're going to start doing a schedule of movies for DC. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Neither would I. I um, just want add, that to happen. I hope that happens. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this has sparked off quite a few things. And what one thing that I wish they would didn't so lazily do was, I mean, in the Discord, right? I said, "Ew, that was so cheesy, Flash." You know when he was, you know when he's running super speed, and he's, it's almost like he's running. He's running. Oh, and he yeah, had his hands out, and he's just smiling and closed his eyes, and I was just, yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's, I don't know, was he running back in time or forward in time or something like that? But anyway. For me, I took it as cool. He's now created this. Um, he's now created this uh, split in the space-time continuum or something like that. So, right at the end, when we see Batman, um, John Letters, Joker, blah blah blah, that is the that is a version that he created from him. You know, from him sort of breaking the space-time continuum or whatever it was. Um, mm, yeah, that's a good. Take, but actually, again, yeah. that's something that. I mean, again, given given the times and everything like that, I can see why they weren't able to explore anything like that. But it's it's just so many missed opportunities for me, which is why I still give it a half chicken. Because yeah, I, mean, I was always going to give it a half chicken anyway. Because you're literally doing a take two of of the original movie. Um, and to be fair, that's not that's not really on Zack Snyder. That's on the studio. So, mm. but so they get what they get. Um, a lot of things were explained better, like Nana said right at the beginning. This could be done in two parts. Um, if it was a theatrical release, um, but it's just See, the, the fact that is, though, you need to have a lot of exposition in order to explain things that they so lazily did at the beginning or whatnot. And I, I'm sure a part of the reason because some of these also are also um, newly shot for the for the Snyder cut. So even the last 15 minutes or whatever, where we see Batman and and who and Joker in the alternate reality. That was something they shot just before releasing um, the Snyder Cut. That wasn't mm. in the original uh, Snyder Cut. So they did all this knowing that, yeah, we're probably not going to get any other movies out or whatnot. So, hey. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think he just threw everything at the wall this time around, where like a lot of it would have been in another movie. Yeah. This mm. the, the way the movie is now, apart from the epilogue, which was wasn't needed but I still loved it. Um, but the fir- the first six parts, the, the complete movie, um, I don't see where it could have been broken down into two movies. I think nah. it, this is a complete movie because where do you end the first movie for it to be... Um, where Superman gets resurrected. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's where you're yeah. that's, that's technically where you'll end it. You'll end it there. And then the second part will be obviously him in the sky and then 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 everything else comes mm. in after. I, I hear that. That makes sense. But I, I would just say I think this as a movie is should have stayed how it was. It just didn't need to be four hours. You could have got rid of a lot of the slow motion and that would have reduced it. <laughs> you could have gotten rid of a few scenes like I think he padded it out as much as he could, knowing that this is most likely the last thing he's going to do. No, I don't think it is. I think it was smart for him to do that. I think no. I think it was smart for him to do that epilogue. Yeah, no. I I think think it was smart that to do that bit was smart because then the DC, well, all these DC fans are going to be like, hold up. So this is it, yo. You what are you not doing? And the studio is going to be like. Uh, hold up, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, uh, do you want to get like a, a like a eight billion, no, a hundred million a budget to do the second part? Come, let's do this. Do you know how much I want to see a movie where the team is Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Mira, Deathstroke, and Joker? Are you nuts? Like, that's a team I didn't even know I wanted. <laughs> like, like, it, it was just so sick. Like, and, and it's one more necessity as well, isn't it? It's not the fact that they like each other, it's Hold the on. fact that they need each other. Exactly. Quick question, yeah? Mm. Mira, was that Amber was that Amber Heard? Yeah. It wasn't Amber Heard, was it? It was it some it was someone else, wasn't it? Oh, in the future scene. In the epilogue, yeah. That was Ooh. I swear that was someone else. I that looked like you, someone else that was point. that was actually Mira. I don't know. I wasn't paying. I wasn't paying too much attention to it. I just took it as. I might. Uh, I, might I might have to. I might have to go back. Yeah, I might have to look into that. I, I just want. Point, I man. just want to see it because, especially when when she goes, I'm, I want to. I want to get revenge for what he did to um, Arthur. I'm just like, oh, Superman screwed him up. No, I think that that was Amber Heard. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm having a look at the at the um, cast. Yeah, it appears, it appears that that was still Amber Heard. Yeah. Unless, hold on a second. But this is the thing here, them doing Aquaman 2 and then doing, one, they're going to do, obviously Wonder Woman 3 is going to come out, which, you know, um, they have to do, there has to be some sort of justice. Because they're doing, I think they're doing a sideboard, I think a sideboard movie is coming out at some point mm. soon. With Teen Titans, so it's like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's uh, there's gonna be another movie. It's just the question of who's the director. Yeah, they, they they haven't had enough. I mean, if it's, I hope it's not a continuation of this um, line of story. Do you know what I mean? I'd want it to be fresh to keep the same actors and whatnot. Um, but I just don't feel that this that the beginning the, the these three movies. So Man of Steel. Batman vs Superman and uh, Justice League have enough behind them for it to, you know, for it to comfortably move on from one movie to another, or sort sort of build some sort of universe around these. Do you know what I mean? See, I I, I think they could. You know, I think they should just continue this now because I think this Snyder Cut, in my eyes, has saved the DCEU. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's not canon. It doesn't fit with the rest of the movies." But I think. Again, I think he added stuff retroactively since yeah. like Wonder Woman's come out and Aquaman's come out because there was a lot of references to like Aquaman's brother, um, mm. Ocean Master. And that also explained why, because the Amazons were ready. They were defending that box 
but in the in the um, theatrical cut, the the Atlanteans there was no one there. The box was just there, like unguarded. But in this version, they kind of explain that because Ocean Master has taken the armies and like he's doing shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of explained why the box was so was was undefended like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like I said, it, it leads more into the Aquaman movie than the original Justice League movie did. So this could become canon. Do you know what I mean? And you could then go after this. Have I mean the both Wonder Woman movies take place like chronologically before this anyway aquaman mm. is the only movie really that takes place after this mm. um i mean S- suicide squad was there but that's not really relevant um we've got another suicide squad i mean things can happen after this and then we can still lead to the justice league saying do you know what rather than waiting for dark side to come to us fuck it let's go to him and then have the sequel that Zack snyder originally planned um like that that future both nightmare scenes the one of where cyborg has his kind of premonition mm-hmm. where you see like wonder woman died uh, um aquaman gets see, stabbed in the chest you see dark side kill aquaman um you see black suit superman flying with with batman's mask um was he in the black suit see, i thought he was in the um, blue and red no, he you was sure in he wasn't black. blue and red. He wasn't in sure wasn't blue and red. In Cyborg, in Cyborg's one, he was in black suit. In the the Epic Batman's one, he was in red and blue. Okay, fair enough. I, that's yeah. what I thought. But um, again, like that that whole scene uh, of showing that future that we could see that play out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and that would be epic. And then obviously, Flash can undo that all. Flash can just use his time warping powers and then kind of like in the end game kind of sense go back and change things so that like Wonder Woman doesn't get killed Aquaman doesn't get killed and then we have the the heroic climax do you know what I mean but to witness that would would I think would be sick mm. um I just think if they all were to change just tell tell Flash to just run super speed break the space time continuum and create alternative reality where everything's okay mm. Yeah. You remember he doesn't even he doesn't even know what the hell he's doing half the time. No, he doesn't. He just runs really fast and something happens. <laughs> yeah, so I mean he doesn't even really know what's happening. Yeah. I, I liked in that flash forward as well that we get mm. to see Dark Side when he kills Aquaman, we then see the Omega Beams. That was yeah. sick. Yeah. I feel like that was realized very well into a live action um format. We also see again, like I said, the black suit Superman and he, he's like holding this charred body. Which we assume is Lois Lane, and mm, yeah, that, I thought did Lois you not notice that at one point there was a shot with Lois Lane? I think just before she went back to work, or whatever, there was a pregnancy test on the table. Yep, and now oh, yes, in, in her drawer, it was in her drawer where she picked up her um, where she picked up her um, work badge. Yeah, there was a pregnancy she took test. A, there. She took a while. So if Lois Lane died while pregnant with Superman's kid. No wonder he goes fucking nuts. interesting with that. Now that you said that, right? There's actually a line of story. You know, like it's the injustice story. There, line there's where... one that ha- there's one that happens where she dies. She tells him that he's she's pregnant, and then she gets killed. Like literally at that moment. Mm. Yeah. All oh, right. Cool. So the one I know of is when. Um, so again, with injustice line of story, this is when Joker creates a Joker toxin. Uh, because Superman has basically had enough of the Joker, just do whatever he wants, thinking that Batman doesn't know what he doesn't, you know, 
isn't doing his job properly, goes to confront Joker. Joker has his Joker toxin, which has uh, which is laced with um, uh, kryptonite, and he blows it into uh, or ex- either he blows it or explodes into Superman's face. Right? Superman then turns around, sees Joker in front of him, flies him up to space, and as he's as um, Joker's dying, he hears two heartbeats. And then he snaps out of it, realizes that actually he's killed Lois Lane, with with so both Lois Lane and his unborn uh, child, nice. and that and that's when the injustice um, uh, sort of line of story comes out. So it could be something very very similar where you know he just snaps, um, and it's also in this alternate reality, and it maybe it's something that was caused by Batman or or Joker or whoever, and. He's now turned to Darkseid, and you know he's Darkseid's managed to console him in some way and bring him to his side. So that'll be interesting to explore. Um, mm. Yeah, if anything, maybe there should be a continuation of this line story, especially exploring the alternate reality. I wouldn't. I'll be. I'll be up for exploring the alternate reality more. Yeah. Um, rather than there being a new, like a, there being a continuation of um, the current timeline and there being uh, Teen Titans or whatnot. Yeah. Mm. All right, T, uh, how, T, T, how much more notes have you got? Um, we've covered a lot, actually, but I, I just want to go through a few things and just to wrap up my notes because I, I wrote five pages of notes. <laughs> Bro, we heard, we, heard you, we heard you open up the pages and slap it down wherever you slapped it down. That was that heavy. Front, front and back, like yeah. this is friends. <laughs> front and back, yeah. Um, all right, let me just run through these quickly. Some of the changes that I, that I, I was happy that they made. Uh, I mentioned some of them, but again, from the beginning, we didn't have that dumb scene with Batman on the rooftop mm-hmm. where he com- mm. where he's like grabs the criminal and then uses him as bait because the parademons smell fear. In this one, they don't smell fear; they can smell the like radiation off of the boxes or something. They yeah. can they can smell people that have been in contact with that. I thought that was better. Mm-hmm. It also led to good scenes of Steppenwolf actually searching for the boxes and like. Um, uh, like that's why they kidnapped Cyborg's dad, and that's why you see them like um, grabbing some Atlanteans who they kept saying, "I say Atlanteans are going missing," because he's questioning them, trying to find the um, the location of the boxes. So I thought that was a better explanation of him tracking them down. Mm-hmm. Um, when Batman meets up with Aquaman for the first time, that whole scene was pretty much the same, but it was executed a lot better. One of the jokes that they took out when Aquaman's like are the uh, strong men are strongest alone in the theatrical cut batman busts a joke and he's like no that that's not the saying it's actually the opposite of that and it was like it it didn't land for me in this it was played out more serious he was like oh i fought beside superman and superman died by my side and aquaman's like exactly like (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) so um (laughs) they also didn't have like batman wasn't looking for the mother boxes like you said wonder woman's the one that brings that information to him in this one mm-hmm. because it was dumb in the theatrical cut when he captured the parademon and then the parademon just explodes itself and leaves the symbol of four boxes behind it's like what why are you leaving clues like what, what are you doing and then so in this version for wonder woman the extended scene of that fire arrow and the the thing for her to grab that and then use that as the kind of key to open this secret door behind beneath the temple and you see the like hieroglyphics or whatever um mm-hmm. talking about dark side that that was i thought was again a lot better in this version um 
again, from the opening scene, this movie was better. Mm. Um, you didn't have that long, drawn-out, like, funeral morning scene of, of Superman. And in the original cut, one of the jokes that the fans said was there was a homeless guy. Do you guys remember this? There was a homeless guy. And it had, like, on his... You know how homeless guys have, like, cardboard and it says something on there? Oh, like, like the Superman. Need money for food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in this one, it just says, I tried. It's a homeless man who's got a cardboard and it says, I tried. People joked that that was a reference to Zack Snyder, saying, oh, he mm. tried to make a DC universe, but it didn't work. Ha, 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 how mm. funny. Retroactively, I mean, that was removed in this version. That wasn't there. Mm. But looking back at it now, I think it's clear that that homeless man is actually Joss Whedon. Like, <laughs> he tried to make a Justice League movie and <clears throat> failed miserably. Mm. Like, this was the true Justice League movie. Um, I liked Wonder Woman's intro against very similar scene, but I think executed better. Mm-hmm. Um, they got rid of the Wonder Woman theme song and kind of added a different soundtrack, more like a mm-hmm. like kind of Arabian kind of. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like the, the soundtrack yeah, yeah, was yeah. different. That whole scene of her blocking the bullets was done much better in this as well. I think it was slightly it extended. Was so sick. And her scene just first beating and the up. One sick. And and then her beating up the terrorist as well was kind of like how like Feora in the first one that kryptonian woman how she was fucking up the the soldiers like the speed she was doing a similar thing so i thought that was really good um so that that was part one don't count on it batman i like how each part had like its own little thing part two was called age of heroes Mm -hmm. um yeah i just wanted to bring this up as well yeah did anyone this i noticed around this time but did anyone else notice um kind of like when when they were talking, mm-hmm. did their voices sound a bit high pitched to anyone, or is it just me? Um, like they sounded like chipmunks, or like you know when you watch something at like one point two five speed. Yeah, they sounded slightly off. Like Batman <laughs> sounded yeah, like a chipmunk. Alfred sounded like a chipmunk. Was um, this throughout the whole movie? Throughout the whole movie, and I, I kept thinking, I was like, have I pressed a button that's making this play fast? But I, I didn't checked, that, and I, I watched the seconds count, and I was like, "No, it's playing in real time." Like, I, maybe it's just something. Maybe it was my version. I don't know, but that that it kept bothering me at times. I but mean, I got over it. I mean, T, could it be the case that without them doing that, it would have been like six hours? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> as well. I was like, "Right, this movie could have been even fucking longer." But um, yeah. Um, uh, there's just a lot of, of um. Hold on, sorry, one second. Yeah, no worries. Huh? Um, <clears throat> I just um, I I I'm I'm happy for the fans as well. Like those that you know are fans of 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 Zack Snyder. Those that wanted you know to see this cut. Um, like too much. Uh, the fact that they were able to just you know tweet and and make Warner Brothers kind of have to put this out um but at the same time yeah i don't want this to be a regular occurrence i don't want it to be like you know mm. fans like i don't want to be like oh we didn't like star wars episode nine so let's you know boycott and get a new star wars made do you know what i mean like i want this to be a one-off hopefully the studios have learned from this and will now just let people continue uh with their vision um yeah i'm back by the way sorry yeah cool you can finish up um, yeah, I love the the history scene. Um, obviously, they replaced Darks. They replaced Steppenwolf from the theatrical cut with actually Darkseid. So we see Darkseid fucking shit up now. Um, oh, that was it was amazing. good. 
it was amazing, bro. And it was good to see the Amazonians, the Atlanteans, the humans, and the old Zeus. gods who were Greek gods. Just dig up to the Greek gods right there. You had Zeus, you had Ares, and you had Artemis. Who was oh, that's and those are who they were. Yeah. And that makes sense. It makes more sense now because obviously those are the old gods. Dark side is part exactly. of the new gods. So. Exactly. Oh. And also, I thought it was interesting as well because Ares was the villain in the first Wonder Woman film. Mm. So again, that's a connection there, but I don't know if that fucks, like, it's weird continuity, but like, I don't know if the actor was the same actor playing him. No, but it wasn't. It wasn't, was it? No, but again. It was, a, it was sort of a younger version. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I like that anyway. One thing I thought was funny, and again, this I think was in the theatrical cut anyway, but it just made me laugh again, was that the Atlanteans took their box put it up on some shrine, had some defense system in place. The, the Amazons did the same thing, got their shrine, put it on there. And the humans were like, uh, dig, a hole. Dig, a hole, dig a hole, I think. What, dig, dig a hole? hole? No, nah, just nah. deep enough to fit the box in it, I guess. Fuck it. Like, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> go home. Just had a war, man. Like, <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of funny. And obviously, trust the Nazis, find the shit and fucking... Oh, yeah. it. I like that as well. Cyborgs, exposition and explanation of the boxes um explaining how because in the theatrical cut batman's just like hey guys i i think we can use this to revive superman and everyone's like why why do you think that he's like i don't know i just think it and it just had no explanation batman just randomly decided they were going to try it mm. but in this flash explained like these are change machines do you know what i mean they change matter they change things from one thing to another cyborg. like cyborg himself do you know what i mean and then the explanation of, of, of a house burning down and becoming smoke, it's the same atoms, mm. it's the same particles, just in a different form. And yeah. then Aquaman said something like, and so this box is, can turn smoke back into a house. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good explanation. So again, that shows how they all came. And even Flash was like, I know what we're thinking it now. Like, yeah. <laughs> is, am I going to have to say it? And they, like, it's like, yeah, it's, that is a good explanation as to how they now know they can revive Superman with these boxes. Um, what what else was I going to say? Um, the whole Irish West thing, like you said, um, Micah. Yeah, it was a bit pointless. I didn't. It, it was weird. I did like certain aspects of it though, like how his shoes tore off when he ran. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, he still runs weird. This this guy doesn't run yeah. right. He runs do, weird. Do, do you know why that is? Do you know why I, that is at it's all? It's kid freshman. It's kid. Because I've seen I've seen him on a treadmill. I've seen him on. They actually use a treadmill for them to run on. But even when yeah, like you know when they do the behind the scenes, show you how they actually film that stuff. Like yeah. it still looks freaking weird. Does this guy need a sprint yeah. trainer or something? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, telling you, it's kid flash. Yeah, hmm. he was more kid flash than flash. Like I, I don't know. I, it was weird. I like, though, as well, how he carefully, like, a lot of time in old movies, like, when people are moving super fast, they'll just grab someone and put them there and sit. And it's like, well, no, they would explode. Like, we've all seen the boys, right? We know what happens when fucking the speedster touches a human. Like, they're going to mm -hmm. explode. So I like that he, like, delicately, like, moved her, turned her and stuff like that. And, do you know what I mean, and laid her down because, again... If he just grabbed her out of the air, like her, her arm would still be over there. She'd be over here. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have worked. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Mm. Um, Cyborg, yeah, we've, we've mentioned how much he's had so much more character development. I like the extra football scenes, them talking about him being a hacking genius before he even becomes Cyborg mm -hmm. to the point where yeah. he changed his, his 
um, school friends' grades. They were going through some life problems in their life. So he changed their grades and made them better. Um, and that kind of sets up for a later scene where he is cyborg learning to use his powers. And then he, he starts stalking that woman and then gives her, gives her, yeah. I, I thought it was a bit weird. I was like, why is he stalking this woman? But then when he, then he like piled up it the money sense. and then she went to the ATM and I was like, okay, like cyborg's just a nice guy trying to help people. So I thought that was a good setup and payoff there. Um, a funny line because uh, obviously we had the car crash and his dad wasn't there. Cyborg says to his dad, if you were there, mum would still be alive. Mm. And I remember thinking, well, no, if he was there, you'd all be dead. <laughs> because <laughs> well, no, no. Would be dead. No, if they still had the car crash, if they still had the car crash, no, but, they'd yeah. all be dead. Because yeah, he'd be I, dead. Yeah, but I think, I think he's just the car crash dead, only his dad would be dead and then his dad wouldn't be there to no, save but, his life. So he'd be dead as well. I think he's more no, saying that think they were having the an argument. Only, the car crash only happened because they were talking about him not being that's there. So true. if he was in the car, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have been talking about him, and she wouldn't have been distracted. Yeah, that's and she true. wouldn't have they, the car crash wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that that whole little training montage of him learning to fly as well, which was better than again in the theatrical cut. He just randomly he's starts just flying in one of the battles, and then he just yeah. says something like, "Oh, I I couldn't do that before." But in this, like, no, you see him training with it and stuff, so that's good. Uh, again, and I think that line, I couldn't do that before. I think Joss Whedon added that as kind of like a message to the fans, where it's like, we know Cyborg doesn't fly. Like, I don't think in the comics or in the shows he's he has ever flown. Does he fly? He flies. Yeah, he can change. He, he can change. He can change. He can change his um, um, armor into anything. Okay, yeah, um, so this this yeah. this this version from anyway because. He, as in the new two version of him, he can. In the old ones, he was able. He was only able to um, go about by like, by vehicle. So he had his he had his car and everything like that. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm not as familiar with New Fifty Two, but I, I just I don't remember him being able to fly. But okay, yeah, I guess I guess maybe he could then. But um, what else can I go on to? J.K. Simmons had a bigger role as Commissioner Gordon, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the jokes, well. All the jokes worked better here, even the ones that they added. Yep. Like when Flash met Wonder Woman for the t- first time, and then she's like, "Hi Barry, I'm Diana." And then Flash is like, "Hi Barry, I'm Diana." Oh no, wait, wait a minute, that's not right. Yeah, like, yeah. That that actually made me laugh. Um, the scene in Atlantis, I liked again. Like I've touched on the explanation of why the Mother Box was undefended, but I liked how when they're underwater and you hear Mira talking, they kind of like sound like dolphins. Do you know what I mean? They have like this mm. high pitched kind of squealing and it's only when they come when they make the water bubble that um you hear them talking normally mm-hmm. also when steppenwolf attacks and mira takes him on and sucks the moisture out of his face yeah that was my, dope. oh my day she was bloodbending him real, I don't care. <laughs> she bloodbended him for real man that was um, just 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 quickly um what annoyed me a bit about this, or maybe someone could explain, I swear when something's submerged underwater, it doesn't matter how fast it goes, water bubbles still come out of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Why is it that when they're, when they're like moving super fast, is the water around them suddenly like having bubbles and whatever is around them? I have no idea. I could not give you an magic. Yeah. I'm sorry, just 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 just, just me, <laughs> me me being me being a scientist and everything. I just, I just need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> once something once something is submerged, and all, all all the air bubbles are taken out. But that's it. But yeah, mm. that's that's my new gripe. Continue, please. 
Um, yeah, okay, so um, part four was called Change Machine. Um, part three as well, by the way, was called Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Uh, so obviously where they get into like the cyborg stuff. Uh, part four, Change Machine. Um, I liked, uh, there was a little moment that kind of showed the difference in how the team approaches things. And all it was was them jumping over a little gap. But again, it showed you how they're all very different but can achieve the same goal in their own ways. Like when they first got to the, the um, when they first took on Steppenwolf, there's like a mm -hmm. little hole and Flash, Wonder Woman says, like, oh, we should all go together. And then Flash just does a little dash across it. Wonder Woman jumps across it because obviously she's got super jump. Batman grapnel hooks across it and then Cyborg flies across it. Mm -hmm. There's like a nice little show of their different powers. Um, Wonder Woman takes on Steppenwolf, which showed her strength. Batman got to actually fight Parademons this time. He didn't just run away like a bitch, like in a theatrical <laughs> version. Yeah. Um, they took away the whole thing about Flash being scared and then Batman saying just, just like Push. having to hype him up yeah. and say, just save one and then get out of there. And then like they took away that whole shit. Flash just knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. um, they took away the Flash and Wonder Woman titty joke where Flash trips over and lands on her tits. Like they took that away. Um, apparently Gal Gadot wasn't happy with that scene in the first place. So they actually had a stunt woman replace her for that scene mm -hmm. because it's stupid. So I'm glad that they took yeah. that out. Um, the whole bit where the debris is falling down and Flash is just going chum, 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 and blocking all the things and saving the people. That was sick. That was that was that was really cool. Um, part five, all the king's horses. Uh, the whole digging up Superman's grave scene. Um, in the theatrical cut, it was just Flash and Cyborg, and it was dumb. There was dumb banter there. But in this one, it was Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman were all present for it. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked the little talk between Wonder Woman and Aquaman, where they're like, "Ah, oh, an Atlantean and an Amazon working together. Like if our ancestors could see us." Do you know what I mean? Like that was a nice little world building kind of simple way to, to express that. Um, I've mentioned about the flash forward. Um, I mentioned about the Superman fight. Um, oh yeah. So during the Superman fight, everyone just forgets about the box. That still happens. It happened in the theatrical cut and it happens here. Everyone just forgets. Yeah. But I did, I, I, I did like the fact that dad picks it up though. Yes but he's not a Justice League member. The Justice League themselves forget about the box. And it's even dumber in this well, version. Well, it's even dumber in this version because in the original, they don't know, like Steppenwolf could just turn up at any time. But in this one, they specifically say, once we activate this to revive Superman, he's going to know where it is yeah. and he's going to come for it. And then they just say, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> oh, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Let him Cyborg's dad would do it. We have a Superman now, do you know what I mean? And then they lose Superman, and then they're like, well, fuck that as well then. Let's just, you know, let's just get on with it. And so that was all a bit wobbly there. Um, but again, I did like the fact that Victor's dad gets the mother box. Steppenwolf coming in, like, slashing down Star Labs was, was, was like, was menacing and stuff. Um, the dad sacrificed himself. Originally, I was a bit confused as to what he was doing, but it made sense. In front, like, in front, of, in front of Victor. In front of Victor, which yeah. was deep. And compared to the original, both his he parents got die. killed in front of him. He, he. Oh, that's true as well. Yeah, so that's deep. But in the original, um, uh, his dad doesn't die. His dad's still alive at the end. Because mm -hmm. remember, there's that scene where he's helping him like 
develop his his body and yeah. he actually turns into a more comic book accurate kind of looking version of cyborg mm-hmm. that doesn't happen in this one because obviously he, he gets killed here which i thought was deep um part six is the last part called something darker victor talks about sacrificing himself uh, to separate the boxes um there's no stupid scene of aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth mm-hmm. and talking about how scared he is which was kind of funny. I actually like that scene from the original. Actually. I, I thought it was funny, but it's dumb. Like, get out of here. So um, I liked Superman in the ship um, where he's hearing the speeches from both his fathers. So it's like, even though his two fathers had conflicting kind of ideologies, he's managed to find a way to take the best from both of their messages and become the best version of himself. Mm-hmm. You also see a lot of the previous suits coming out until he finds the black suit, which was a nice reveal. And then he goes up to the sun and soaks up them rays because he's going to need all the power he can get. Um, then the final battle, um, I liked how Batman had a lot more to do. He was the one that bring down the shield using the Batwing. Mm-hmm. He was the one that distracted them all with the Batmobile. Um, Flash was running around. Do you know what I mean? Everyone had something to do. Yeah. There was no helpless family to have to save. Because in this version, yeah, that bit, that that, bit. yeah it's stupid. Like, and there was no like Flash saving one person and then Superman carrying a whole building across. Like, <laughs> that was dumb. But in this that, version, that's a, that's, a dick, that's a dick measuring joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of sets up the race that they have later, which again is missing from this one. Uh, I don't mind either way. I could take or leave that I'm race. Kind of scene. I mean, did, it, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. Yeah, it is a it is a reference from classic comic book, but again, it, it wasn't needed. It was a bit Joss Whedon-y. Yeah. Um, I love that we had a team shot, even though Superman wasn't there yet. We had the Batmobile, Flash running alongside it, Cyborg flying, Aquaman jumping, and Wonder Woman a couple of times in this movie looked like she was flying, but I don't know. Like, again, she well, flies she... in the comics sometimes, sometimes she doesn't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. But... Sometimes she, she has, like, uh, she has an playing. invisible plane. Invisible plane, yes, yeah, so I don't know. Um, Cyborg was being Iron Man, was flying around, lasering shit up, which I thought was cool. Batman had an alien gun and was gunning shit down. Um, Superman met Alfred, which apparently originally was meant to be John Stewart meeting Alfred, but Zack okay. Snyder got told he can't have any Green Lanterns because they've got plans for them in the future, so he made it Superman. Um Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Cyborg versus Steppenwolf was, was a good little fight. Uh, and then Superman turns up and takes the axe to the shoulder like it's nothing. Freeze yeah. breaths, freeze breaths the axe and fucks it up. Dude turned up like Goku. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone knows every season of Dragon Ball Z is Goku's out recovering somewhere. Everyone's getting fucked up until Goku arrives. Superman was Goku in this movie. But then saying that, he wasn't as Goku in this version as he was in the theatrical cut. Because in the theatrical cut, once Superman turns up, it's just him versus Steppenwolf. Whereas in this, mm. it was him, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman, because they're the three big hitters. Mm. All of them took on Steppenwolf and took him out. Aquaman speared him in the back. Superman punched him. And then as he's flying towards the portal, Wonder Woman was like, nah, motherfucker, just <laughs> before you go, let me take that head off. So oh, that, that was, was nice. That was a nice ending. And again, compared to the original where it was like, oh, the parademons can smell fear. And now Steppenwolf is scared because Superman's here. So that they all turn on him. Mm. And then he gets sucked up. Like, he doesn't even die. He just gets sucked up into the 
like dark side's like this motherfucker like come back you dickhead mm. so that oh, was a yeah. nice that does happen doesn't it yeah so that was a much better ending in this one um you had the flash thing that you guys mentioned i think that was him showing a little tease of the speed force yep, I had that because a lot of times when he's running through the speed force you it looks like that those are the visuals of the speed force how he travels through time and stuff um and the whole thing of dark side staring them down and you have the whole team finally there staring at him like yeah motherfucker like come to earth i dare you mm. come to earth so that that was a good ending um the epilogue yeah. um which was titled a father twice over i thought it was a nice touch that um earlier in the movie when victor was listening to the recorder of his dad when the moment where his dad was like, okay, I've talked to you as a scientist, now I'm going to talk to you as your father. He just broke the shit and was like, I don't want to hear your shit as my father. But then after everything they've been through, he fixed the um, recorder. Obviously, we know how now, using the mother box technology. Mm-hmm. Fixed it and then played it back. Um, we see Aquaman going to meet his father, obviously setting up the Aquaman movie. We get the Ryan Trey thing, taking over Star Labs. Obviously, you said is the Atom. Uh, Bruce Wayne talking about making the Hall of Justice, saying we're going to have six seats and room for more. Superman kept the black suit because you had that iconic shot of him tearing open his shirt, but it had the black suit underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Luther escape scene with Deathstroke and the future scene. I like the, in, the talking between Batman and Joker where uh, Mira was like, Batman, what, what do you know about loss? And Joker's like, oh, he knows more than no, anything about he loss. He lost, he lost a father. He lost a mother. And then Batman's like, be careful about what you say next. Mm. And he's like, he also lost an adopted son. Yeah. And it's like, you fucking killed his adopted son. No, the line, no, but the line, the line that Joker said yeah, was actually the best part. The, obviously, because obviously he was like, oh, how many, how many, I said it earlier, how many timelines, yeah. how many timelines are you going to be but and you also sent a boy to do a man's job. Yeah, exactly. And then I like I liked Batman's retort when he was like, you know, Harlequin before she died, she made me promise that I will kill you slow and I will fucking kill you. I was like, Batman said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when evil Superman arrives in the red and blue suit uh, and it revealed to be another dream sequence. <clears throat> Uh, and then Martian Manhunter turns up, setting up obviously the sequels going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's where the thing ends. Like, I, again, I think it was a much more complete setup. Unfortunately, stuff that looks like we might not get. I hope we do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. I'm actively w- anticipating the next Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Yeah. Like, I never mm-hmm. thought in my life this would be possible. Um, and I actually shed a tear when the last words you see, it says for autumn, because obviously that was Zack Snyder's daughter who tragically, I think, took her own life, yes, which yes, is yes. what led to him. It led to him leaving the, the Justice League project in the first place. Some people said he got fired, but it got revealed that's actually the reason he left. Yeah. Um, okay. So to come back and dedicate this movie to her, I thought was a really nice touch at the end. And then obviously you had that kind of sad song playing over the credits. So I thought that was really touching at the end. But, um, just to just to add, um, Mira, sir, because I know I know um, a big part of being an Atlantean is how you know <clears throat> how long you stay out of water uh, directly um, was it directly relates to how strong you are, right? Mm-hmm. So, how is Mira like still standing in that wasteland? 
Do you know what I mean? In, in the in the alternate universe where it's just sand all over the place, she's Atlantean. She can't see the water anywhere. Something something must have happened. Something something must happen that allows her to do it. Mm. The, 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 Maybe some moisture the air or whatever. No, what moisture? It was it looked it looked like it was the Sahara Desert right there. But no, something something must happen that um that she must adapt or something must happen because obviously I think or or Wild Fairy somehow Arthur was able to pass on his human side onto her or whatever. <laughs> but her getting that dick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just but yeah, um, so not not to detract not to detract from that the, the very 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 sad um, you know uh, events that um, Zack Snyder's daughter passed away and everything like that. But that was just like a burning question. I don't know why it was a burning question. To be honest, I could have waited. Mm. Um, did you did you not see the little there was a little tease of Ben Parker in the movie? I missed that completely. Yeah, at the um, the site for heroes mm. on one of that. I guess gravestones in a sense there's there's a reference there of Ben Parker whether that was a you know intentional Spider-Man Easter egg or just do you know what I mean mm. also um, what I was saying Marshman Hunter is actually very very significant because in the comic books right Marshman Hunter is as strong as Superman only he has a myriad of other abilities including shape-shifting phasing through people um, and also um it's also um, psychic, so it can attack people using on, on on the I guess yeah in in the mind plane. So it'll be interesting if you know maybe somewhere down the line, this alter universe, they're actually waiting for Martian Manhunter to come. So Martian Manhunter fights against Superman, whilst the rest of the ragtag team of Joker, Mirror, Batman actually go out and do that or carry on mission or something like that. Mm. I mean. There isn't. There is actually enough information here, or enough um, of a story here, to for them to continue. So, who knows? Maybe fans will say, "Yeah, they 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 want a movie with Zack Snyder in it." Um, but it's a wait and see at this moment in time. Mm. All right, cool. Um, anything? Any last things anyone wants to say about the Snyder Cut? None. Nothing from me. Nothing. Done. done. All right, um, cool. I'm. I'm I'm gonna have to apologize because I would have loved to have been here for the Falcon and Winter Soldier talk, but I'm, I'm actually gonna have to go. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun talking about the DC. I wanted to definitely be at least be here for that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this is the life of having a child and stuff like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're little misses calling you about comic books. <laughs> yeah, we're we're do, actually only gonna do um, day. Well, I was gonna do behind the eyes, but if you're coming, we're just gonna do days gone, and then we're gonna call it a night. So you're not mm, gonna be missing days gone. Not days gone. Um, dying is easy. Sorry. Dying is easy. Um, yeah. gonna do you're dying. not gonna do Falcon and the Wind Soldier. No, I'm gonna say that for next week. I wanna wrap up. All right, cool. I've got I've got notes on it anyway. Yeah. So, so we can we kind of we can kind of do episode one and episode two. Um, but yeah, just um, like all I wanna say quickly about um, um, dying is easy. Eyes then. No, no, no. Say say no, say, say say behind the eyes for next week because I want I don't want that to be a quick talk. I want it to be like. Uh, oh, okay. you know a little bit broken down in a sense so hopefully you can make it next week because I do okay. want to have a bit more of a conversation on that one and it will give the other guys a chance to see it alright okay cool, cool so yeah. if you want to give a quick rain, got... if you want to give a quick rating for dying is easy then you can do that oh that's hard to give a rating to um, 
I didn't really. It was all right. I felt it was like pointless. Um, I mean, that team, I think it's called Bat in the Sun. I yeah. like a lot of the stuff they do. They do something called. Um, oh, what's it called? Superheroes, called, superhero superhero beatdown or something. Showdown, superhero beatdown. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And they, the, a, a classic, well-known one that they done was Batman versus Darth Vader, where Batman has a lightsaber. Mm. <laughs> so. Oh, that was they, hard. They don't actually base their fights like death battle. They actually look into like. Um, the statistics of the actual character this one's based off um audience voting mm -hmm. who they want to win um and then they just make it happen um, and they do the ultimate end into that as well mm. but yeah um i i liked this um they've made a lot of short movies about batman this one was okay mm. i think i think it's the creator of the website who acted as joker he had his eyebrows acting on point mm. um, oh 100% <laughs> And um, the twist that obviously Batman was just playing him this whole time and getting stuff out of him it was good. It was a bit pointless though. It didn't really lead anywhere. Like I liked all the cameos mm. from the villains and stuff. Um, mm. I'd give it maybe a half chicken. It, it, it was it was short and sweet, but it was kind of pointless in my eyes. I didn't really see it. It didn't mm. the reason behind yeah. it. Um, Michael, as you would want to. Uh, oh, sorry. So, yeah, T, if you want to say bye, we can yeah, let you I'll go. Really go, go. All right, ciao. Uh, yeah, all right. Bye to the people. Thank you for having me. Had fun. All right, guys. Um, Micah, this was uh, your recommendation. Uh, what's your surf source and what, how would you rate it? Um, I actually did a live reaction, so I actually watched it and recorded myself doing it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't... I thought it would go... I thought from the other stuff that it did, that this would have been pretty interesting and very, very fun. It was really boring and dull. I didn't like the Joker. Mm -hmm. Like, there were certain things about it I just didn't like, and yeah it, it, it'll get a quarter piece quarter chicken like i wouldn't quarter chicken i wouldn't really um i wouldn't be dying to watch it again but mm. the reason why i looked at it because um obviously i follow james frank james um, david james um frank and the green power ranger in it mm. and obviously because they're because they're doing the new the new movie uh the legend of the white dragon mm -hmm. so i just assumed okay because he's been in some of their produ production as well, and I kind of like him as an actor, and his fighting scene, his fight, his fight scenes, and his MMA scene, MMA fighting. So I thought, okay, this could be very interesting, but nah, it didn't really do anything for me. Yeah, mine. To be honest, um, actually, I liked a bit of a bit of the fight scene and the um, it's it's always nice to see the kind of Batman that you're dealing with. Um, I think the this one even though it's a completely it's a completely fan-made one it takes place or so the story takes place between the killing joke slash death of the family and under the red hood um because they mentioned uh barbara gordon um getting beaten or at least uh, joker talks about it um so um barbara gordon getting assaulted i think i'd having a spine broken um jason todd dying um so do we know that it takes place around that time or just after that time? Um, Kevin Porter, uh, I thought he played a very good Batman. Um, I'd cast him over Ben Affleck. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, oh, that's that, a bit... That's a bit. <laughs> I, know, I know, it's a bit rude. All right, fine. I'll, I'll cast him over George Clooney. Are you happy now? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I really enjoyed um, him in, as Batman in this. Um I'd love to see Aaron Shonka's, as a Shonka, I think it's pronounced Shonka's um, Joker be more animated. So, um, like you, his acting was a bit, um, 
iffy. How did I say this? Yeah, it wasn't jokery enough for me. His laugh was on point. His makeup was on point, including his eyebrows. Mm. Um, even the voice, the voice was really good. Um, that's a voice that, you know, the only other person who's done a good voice like that is Mark Hamill. Um, but it's, he just wasn't jokery enough for me in terms of his mannerisms and stuff. So I would have loved to see more out of that, but I still think his voice acting was really good and the makeup was top notch. Um, it was definitely more dramatized than anything else. And I actually appreciated that because in a lot of Batman versus Joker uh, scenes and whatnot, we don't hear that we don't see the dialogue all too much, or we don't understand the nuances of the dialogue all too much. Mm-hmm. So, I was in the comics, so it was nice seeing them in a setting um, and just talk and sort of suss each other out and stuff like that. Um, I think this Joker actually goes back to another uh, to another version of Joker in the comic books where he is actually dying. Mm. Um, but he wants Batman to kill him rather than him die this painful death. I can't yeah. remember for the life of me how it ends. I don't know if it's something similar to this, but um, again, it just shows how much Joker relies on Batman for Batman. him to carry on his, his, uh, his sort of crime spree or him being Joker. So I enjoyed this. I give this... Oh... I thought it was a half chicken, you know. I think if the, if the Joker, because of this dramatization, if the Joker was a bit better, this would have been a three piece or even a whole chicken. But yeah, I'm going to go with half chicken bit. for now. I'm, I'm going to give this a half chicken. Very generous. I'm, I'm going to give this a half chicken. I thought it was fun, little 20 minute um, little uh, Batman show. Um, I thought it was like, again, obviously these guys have been putting a lot of work, but in a sense, it's still a fan made. Um, project you know what i mean like they don't have the hollywood blockbuster money to like do certain things but i thought it was very well produced mm. um i thought the acting was on point um and uh after i, I what i i did like this one more than i like the second there's another one called behind the scars um yeah that wasn't what that one was probably a quarter chicken um it would be it, it would be interesting to see like and again michael did you find out whether there's like a series whether there's like an order to watch these in um i've looked and i haven't found anything yet so i'll have yeah. to i'll i'll see if i can still find something else but i haven't seen anything at all about that yet all right that's cool but yeah so that generally brings us to the end of the episode man like guys um i just you know i've cut things short because i just kind of want to keep this as just like a a dc heavy episode so next week we'll catch up on some of the news it was loud on the news anyway so um but we'll catch up on the news it will allow everyone else to watch um, some of the other stuff that I was meant to have seen um, and just, yeah, doesn't make the, ep- the episode like super epically long. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys have appreciated it. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And if you, like I said at, at the beginning, um, share us with your friends, let them know where they can find us. Um, just spread the word, man. Um, but without further ado, man, bring us to the end. So, Micah, say bye to the people. See y'all. Why say bye to the people? Bye everyone, catch you next time. Alright guys, thanks for listening now. Bye bye now. <laughs>